We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Plat Chat, episode 175. The off-season is over, guys. We made it. We've made it here. The off-season is over. Last year, we had the season rankings. But to, this week is actually the start of the 2023 Overwatch League regular season. No preseason program stuff. Um, and we're only a minute late to the 15-minute time. I am ecstatic. That's epic. I am so happy. I am yeah. joyful. Good vibes today. We're not like 13 minutes late. And people... It's it's a good vibe. I I am so happy. Is anyone else happy? Yippee! Woohoo! Let's go. <laughs> all right. I I love the energy, guys. Great talk. Stoked to have you all here. Mm, uh, everyone seems mega excited. Uh, we just had a major announcement. So another thing I'm excited about: news got released before the episode. So we actually get to talk about the news. Thank you, Avast. That was very considerate of you. And the, I planned uh, it. The I planned it. USA community. I actually did plan it that way. I was wow. the one that made the post. Honestly. So Keeping honestly, yeah, I did. I planned it for Plat Chat, and um, I was the one that made the post myself. So it was wow. Literally you, me that did it. You are so smart. Thank you. Because huh? uh, that means Johnny. This is why I get paid the medium-sized bucks. <laughs> Do you get paid medium-sized bucks? That's pretty that's good. Why I get paid the medium-sized bucks. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, good work by you, Avast. We're grateful. We're grateful. And so is everyone here listening to Pat Chat. Um, all right. So we got a banger of an episode today just previewing things. We're going to take a look at the week one schedule, of course. We're going to do a bit of a community kind of like reflection on the rankings, including worst take of the week. I dug up some takes all over the place. Reddit comments, YouTube comments across multiple different videos. Uh, really trying to get at the root of the problem here, which is bad takes on social media. Um, uh, we got members Q&A coming up as well. But first of all, let's actually address the announcement that you're so... Just, I'm so happy that you made, Avast. Uh, Team USA, the World Cup roster. Uh, I mean, do you just want to dig straight into it? You announced the team for the 2023 season. Uh, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just so stacked. It's incredibly stacked. Um, I don't think it could have gone wrong, but it looks amazing. I saw the real roster. Look at the real Not roster. The real one, oh, Please bring up the real roster. Oh my God, you actually wanted me to address that. What do you mean? It's the real one. What do you mean? What That's you the real about? roster. The comic sounds. You know what the funny part too? Oh. People legitimately believe this. Oh. oh my God. Like there was multiple people being like, 
No, where's Flats go? Like, people were like, unironically. Because you don't realize this. A, Twitter's with lots of people, but B, uh, the, like, the World Cup and, like, the World Cup is a lot more casual than, like, Overwatch League itself. So, like, there were, I think there were legitimately people that, there were a couple that did believe this. And, um, yeah. I mean, you so need was... a reminder once in a while that the people who are like, oh, Kefri is the greatest Widowmaker alive, like, those people exist, you know? <laughs> I, that screenshot, by the way, dude, that's just so fun. The Hydra versus Kefri Widow. <laughs> a, a battle of legends, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can go back to the roster. <laughs> you can go back to the roster. <laughs> you can go back. Oh, the greatest flight DPS of all time. That's. It's actually the, the best part too is that we had delays in making this and like we realized that like damn it's been taking a while because we had to shuffle around like people because it's all volunteer work right you can't just be like hey can yeah. you abandon your job to like do this and it's kind uh, of like that and people were like I we realized by the time we release this people are gonna be some people are gonna be mad that it was taking us so long and we released this first but honestly we're like ah fuck it so. <laughs> I thought you already no, announced the roster. Nope, never it did. Just it's just been leaked. Oh, <laughs> uh, just got leaked? Yeah, because like, yeah, the announcement came out today. I'm like, did they leaked. change something? But no. Yeah, okay. All right. Good roster. Yeah, I mean, let, yeah, let's actually address the roster. So for all your listeners, uh, it comes as no surprise. Uh, damage lineup, Hydron, Speedily, Sugar Free, uh, Support lineup, OG and Ultraviolet from the Toronto Defiant, Tank lineup, Kalush, and... Super's back as the main tank of this team, which, I mean, he is the best main tank. Uh, you know, Winston, Reinhardt, stuff like that, and very much needed for this roster, just for versatility. So I kind of want to say it comes as no surprise, even though he did, you know, he's not been playing in the Overwatch League the last couple of years. So, um, and then you have the reserves as well, Aspire, RuPaul, and Sam, uh, I guess, if they're required, if they're needed. Uh, they're, they're sub in as well. So I do actually kind of like that, you know, you recognize the Spire, RuPaul, and Sam as like reserves. You recognize that like, these are amazing players and unfortunately couldn't make the cut, but we still appreciate you and like we'd love to have you around, you know, if if needed. So, well, I mean, they're still technically on the roster. You're just only allowed to have seven officially designated. So, like, you have to have seven official starters because Blizzard will not pay for more than seven to go to BlizzCon. Yeah. Can you um, send all 10 and sub those different players in? Like, uh, I think I think list. you're I think you're allowed to send them. They just yeah, they just you have to pay your own way. So you can um, register more than seven players. I th that might be wrong. I had to get clarification on Albert on that, but I know for a fact that you can only have like the seven roster is like the ones that you can like the seven people are like the ones they'll pay for. But I have to make sure. I I have to ask Albert. Or is this know, just more sure. an official and nicer way of like replacing someone that no, because I'm like swoosh. No, 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 no. Sense no, they're definitely, they're definitely people that, that would be interested in playing. Like, the, when Albert and Gator and them were running tryouts, they're like, yeah, like, we just weren't able to fit them in. But, like, they, if someone has to drop out, right, or, like, we have someone that leaves, like, they would take their spot, you know? Is, is there limitations on that of, like, let's say we get to, like, November and we end up in this, like, ridiculous double flex support meta. Like, is there a world in which you guys can just be like, oh, yeah, never mind, RuPaul's now in the starting roster and, like, we're dropping, like, super because, like, main tanks suck? Uh, these are probably Albert questions because Albert's okay. the GM, not me. So all I did was coordinate the socials for it. I have not done, I've not built the team. Gator and Albert built the team and, like, have all the officials. I don't even have an official role in the committee. So. We're now grilling a vast for uh, a committee he's not on. 
for answers. Give us the answers, Avast. Speak I don't have them, capacity. unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> It, it's not really a problem because no other World Cup team realistically needs reserves except for like South Korea and maybe like Team China, I suppose. But like every other country is like, we got like five or six good players and here's a seventh. <laughs> so Team USA is the only team that really needs like reserves and can have like really good reserves, I guess. So um, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, there's no one I'm really missing on this team. I don't know if there's any names that like come to mind after watching the trials, but I mean, there's Dante, for example, and you know, Reiner's, you know, retired at this point. Um, a couple of those names. I'd say Dante but... is like the only person missing, right? The top level talent that you could have seen in there. Lep didn't make the cut of the trials. Sag. Um, I can't remember who else was on the trials, but like didn't, didn't, um, didn't advance, so to speak. Because these are 10 players on the graphic. So Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard. Um, because also there's like different like needs like they're oh, like Landon, you know yeah. yeah Landon was one um, I mean because realistically it's like you have to make an you have to make him like would you value like having an extra tank player right because like Kaluj doesn't really play like ball and stuff while Super does and obviously Super's Ryan is like really really good so on top of like the social presence and then like so there's like a lot of different factors that go into like why because like there was times we we're weighing I think they were weighing like do we have two tanks or do we get another flex support right um so at the end of the day i think for the team they gator and albert and them leaned up leaned more towards we'd rather have two tanks than have another flex support potentially on the starting roster just because like og ultraviolet covers a lot of scenarios already and og can flex i just not like you wouldn't put like og could flex a bit it's just you would rather have like a starter flex support on it if it's double flex yeah, I, I think the best player someone mentioned, the best player missing is probably Hawk. Um, and it seems like Hawk, Hawk did not uh, try out. Yeah. yeah, Hawk was not, did not want to play this year. Yeah, so uh, that's not Hawk missing out. That's Hawk like choosing not to uh, play, uh, which is different. But still, I think, you know, if you consider all the, the players from the USA, I think that Hawk is like the best player who is not on the roster, um, so to speak. Um, but Kalush is... You know, no bad substitute. He's really good at his role too. So, here we go. Um, what do you think, guys? Are they the favorites? The favorites to win the whole thing? Uh, South Korea also announced the roster, so I guess we can compare them like head to head. But they are USA. They are the reigning champs, the 2019 Overwatch League World Cup champions. Jaws, Costa, do we uh, do we feel like USA are still the favorites going into this one, or uh, maybe not? I don't so. know. I don't think they're the favorites. No? I mean, Team China is fucking crazy. They have Leave, Shy, Gooshway, like uh, Team South Korea, obviously super good too. I think they're probably in the top three. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Well, I, like, I think they're guaranteed top three. I don't think there's anyone else, no other country in the world is going to have the roster that's going to be able to compete with China, South Korea, yeah. and Team USA. Like, they're, they're literally just so stacked. It's also kind of funny because, like, Team USA is, like, heavily Toronto defiant. Team China is, like, literally Hongzhou Spark. And then Team Korea is cut last year's Dallas Field. So there's a lot of synergy already coming in with all these teams. But, like, Team Korea is fucking stacked. Like, it's crazy. It's it's a really good team. If anything, I, like, as much as this might be, like, bias, I think it's probably Team Korea is probably the favorite right now if I was going into is this bias? season. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, towards, like, how it always, like, you know, Korean players. But, like, I think... Team USA and Team China will give them a run for their money, and it'll probably come down to what the meta ends up being and like how the Overwatch League season goes for these teams. 
I mean, still, with the regardless of the matter, I think everybody's got their bases covered, right? I mean, they look yeah. way more solid than some of the Overwatch League teams, to be fair, in terms of uh, adaptability, like Harbin and Fearless, Sparkle and Lip, like Theo Chio, uh, Theo Chio, Fink play. But even Team USA, like Kaluge, there's not really much missing there. Uh, I'd say, like, maybe you could have had Hawk, like Dante, Hawk obviously not playing because he doesn't want to, but like Dante could have filled in the Doom gap maybe, but yeah, I don't know, it's, um, I don't think, I think Scott's right, I don't think there's many teams that can compete, and I feel like with the World Cup especially, you know, it's cool to see the winners and shit like that, but a lot of the teams that we don't know too much, or the, sorry, not the, the players, a lot of players we don't know too much about, it's more of a celebration for them as well, right? Um, what makes what a great yeah, I mean, what is what uh, what is Korea's roster again? They don't have proper, obviously, right? Because fuel. the rumors are just fuel, essentially. <laughs> it's fuel it? plus fuel, lip. Finn and lip. Yeah, because yeah, like, it, I don't know. Korea, I think Korea and China are like pretty are pretty much the only two competitors for USA. But it's tough, I think, for Korea because Korea still has an issue where the, at times they'll build the suboptimal rosters because of like social things like you know they're <laughs> proper more yeah you know well and, and then yeah. and even I, I don't know if they're like i don't know exactly like what they else want to do but i mean like i think people underrate finn too because people are like well why finn over like x and x and x person but like finn's really good so this is like an amazing fucking roster still but like realistically there's no way south korea is ever going to build their best roster with if they don't have proper in the lineup yeah essentially like the only, I, in my opinion, the only upgrade you can make, like you can make the argument for sure over Finn and stuff like that, but like their backline is like just fine. Like I think the only upgrade you can make is proper over Sparkle, but I think Sparkle's fucking great as well. Like I don't think yeah. he's gonna be a liability to this roster in any way. It's just like proper's kind of proper, uh, is kind of the difference. So like I, I, I don't think that's gonna be the defining factor of like whether or not South Korea is gonna win though, because like for all we know, like Trace is bad by then, and like. You can make arguments that Sparkle is like better on Genji or something like that, but you know we haven't seen that in such a long time. And yeah, like Echo I, as well. I'd like to take an extra minute as we sort of like pivot to uh, discussing South Korea and Team China as well, because they are deserving of you know being discussed on the podcast. But uh, South Korea's roster, I think, was announced just like in, on, on Friday or something, so it was a few days ago. Um, and the big standout discussion was Sparkle versus proper now first of all rush is coaching this team so obviously he yeah. has the connection to dallas fuel for example um so i don't think it comes as any surprise that a large part of this roster is you know formerly dallas fuel players for that reason but i was very close like i was inches away from tweeting out like just like it's it's sucks that proper isn't on this roster but just like I just like your take on how you view Sparkle as a player and what he brings to the table, because I think it's quite interesting. Sparkle feels like a pretty unique player in in Korea because he is one of the few that I that I think I really trust to flex around on like so many different heroes. When you consider Proper's hero pool, he's honestly spent most of his time on Hitscan or you know maybe Genji or Tracer. Like that's pretty much where he you know spends most of his time. Whereas Sparkle is like. He can play May, he can play Reaper, way more flexible in that regard. So I don't feel like I have the answer, but do you guys, what, what's your guys' take on Sparkle as a player? Do you think he's more flexible in that regard? Or like, how, how do you view his hero pool and how good he really stacks up against the players like Proper, uh, Proper for example? I mean, I would take 
if I, it depends on like the system he's built into, right? Because realistically, like if you're lo- if you're looking for a flex player, I would take like in terms of flex DPS, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'd definitely take Sparkle over like proper when I'm looking for a pure flex DPS. But it's like, oh, I'm looking for a tracer player that also can flex. I would take proper, you know. But the system he's built in matters a lot because like yes, do I think proper is probably the better player, like mechanically? Yes, but Sparkle has kind of shown that they're a core component of a lot of different teams. So like who do you build around Sparkle could change like depending on the players you have on the roster, like you might end up taking Sparkle over proper, right? Like it just depends on the situation, in my opinion. Like and also the role. Like you're like, oh, we're gonna put Sparkle and Proper together. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause like you sparkle, like he'll play like the Genji, he'll play like stuff like that. Proper sticks to the tracer. Like you're pretty flexible across all the accounts because also proper could theoretically flex the hit scan. But if you're like, okay, we have to choose between the two, like typically you would just take proper, but it, it really just depends on the role. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not calling proper inflexible. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you know, because Sparkle, especially, had so much time playing in Rush's tempo system, for example, playing these Lucio compositions, and you know, playing all these different play styles. I, I feel like I've seen Sparkle play a lot of different metas and a lot of different play styles, and has a great understanding of that. Whereas I think you know, proper to to the, I don't want to say in a limited capacity, but like we we have kind of just seen him fuck like that's I, that's it like on tracer and like all these different heroes right so i, I don't know i i just feel like i i appreciate sparkles like versatility in that regard and because like he's had so such so, so success in the past playing you know lose your comps and, and and stuff like that with um the coach running the team so i, I don't hate I mean, the pick is like what i'm trying to say no i think it's a good pick like straight up i don't think you could really argue that uh, sparkle in a team with like fearless fielder chio hanbin like with rush as well isn't gonna be just a, a shoe in like boom there you go like it makes the most sense to me if it was a different coach i'd be like okay i'd be like why isn't proper not playing but then it's also like well you know the whole boosting thing Team Korea probably aren't going to pick up any boosters, so or you know reach the booster quota kind of thing. So I'm not really, I wouldn't be too surprised either way. But if you're going for a, on a person to person like basis, like matching them up, like I take proper like long range hit scans over over Sparkle. But Sparkle has got such a, a deep hero pool, like Connor said, he can play the May Genji, any kind of flex DPS. He can play Echo. He can play Tracer, which we criticized him for a long time ago. And now his Tracer is actually pretty damn good. Is it as good as Proper's? No. But the flexibility and the, the structure of the team just makes perfect sense for Sparkle to be in the roster. He can play pretty much whatever they need. And then Lip is there to just be Lip. Lip can play Sombra at a ridiculous level. And then he can also play Long Range Hit Scan. He can play the Ash or whatever he needs to to, to fill in the gaps. Uh, would it be better with Proper? Probably because hit scans in general are very, very strong. Uh, they always kind of have been. Flex DPS is a role, I'd say, is like not fallen off, but it's definitely weaker than it was like way back when in Overwatch 1, like early Overwatch 1. But, you know, that's how the game kind of evolves. Um, but with Sparkle's like depth, if hero pool, yeah, I think this is more than okay. He is a hyperflex. Like that's just who he is. He also, you know, he's a fan favorite among the Korean audience too. So, be surprised on that. Yeah, I also think like genuinely in this structure, I think Sparkle is a better choice. Even like yeah. I completely agree that Prop is the better player, but I think within this team, Sparkle is the better choice. Especially if you're gonna have all that like bullshit in the background of like if they did want to play proper or proper did want to play. So, you know, like we we can go around in circles at the end of the day, like. 
you know, Sparkle is a core component of what made Dallas Fuel successful last year. He's proven the ability to play like Tracer and Flex to a lot of different things. Like, you know, I, 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 I don't think you can be upset and like at this at this choice at the end of the day. An- no. Another thing too, actually, is Sparkle is, and rid- just kind of proved this a lot that he's very marketable. He's kind of goofy and he's kind of funny. Like his fucking rage slam desk streams and shit like that. There haven't been as many of them as there have been over the last few years. But like in general, Sparkle is a funny motherfucker, both in like real life and like on camera and doing goofy shit. So as much as sometimes you want to take the best player, like also having a player that's kind of marketable too, right? Um, That does kind of help. And like I said, he's definitely a fan favorite in terms of uh, personalities on the, at least on the green side of things. So I think Sparkle is an exceptional fit for the World Cup team. It would be cool if we saw like Lit proper and Sparkle, but um, yeah, I mean that's just not going to happen. But okay, yeah. Also, they want to fucking win this year <laughs> because Rush is in charge. They want to fucking win. Like it was just shock, obviously, the other year seeing them lose, and then obviously uh, US take take the trophy at the very end of it. Don't think they want that to happen again. Yeah, it'll also be also just different design philosophy. Oh, sorry, go Johnny. No, I, would, I just wanted to say it'll be fun to see, like, if there's a difference in, like, mentality from the South Korean team and, like, you know, because what we don't talk about about 2019 is, like, that roster, uh, there was a, a couple of players from South Korea who just, like, um, I'd rather just take a break than play in the World Cup. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's an underlying, like, question of, like, are South Korea just, like, going to return with a vengeance and just, like, beat the shit out of all the other teams at the World Cup? Um It'd be fun to see that happen. The the South Korean redeem team, if you will. Uh, That's good. That's a good fucking name for it, honestly. The South Korean redeem team. I like that. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the redeem team reference. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Jaws got the, the no reference clue. from the, t- the USA uh, Olympic team. <laughs> uh, no, no clue. Okay, well, <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, I... um. Dimed. I was I was sick this past week and I'm a basketball fan. So they have a documentary on Netflix documenting uh, uh, Team USA, um, the, the the redeem team when they started losing to like teams like Greece and shit in basketball. And people are like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" And so it's a good documentary. It's fun to watch if you like sports and competitive stuff and documentaries. Uh, so yeah, the South Korean redeem team. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, maybe proper is Kobe. I don't know, but he's missing for now. So we'll see what happens um anyway moving on i i let's just touch quickly as well on team china then because they were br- brought up previously so gushway elsa leave shy Lengsa monk i mean it's just tank to spark like you guys mentioned but like h- how does this team stack up against team usa and south korea just like quickly do you do you think it's like a top three that's essentially like indistinguishable and like you you can't really separate the three it looks like just look like a, like a sick roster um i don't think it's worth comparing like flaws and pros and cons of all these teams right yeah, I, I think this team's really good. I like I the one of the biggest surprises that I've seen coming out from the power rankings is how low people are on the Hongzhou Spark as a whole. And I think people are using the the previous iterations of Hongzhou Spark and the Chengdu Hunters to like justify their reasons of why they think this Ooh. team is bad. Oh, Gustav's a Hongzhou fan now. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I genuinely, I, I feel like is Ray the coach of this team? I I don't know who the the coaching for, or the management is. Yeah, I do not know. For did they oh, announce no. on Twitter? Didn't they announce on is, Twitter? It, yeah. Do you know if Ray's the coach, down, Johnny? Johnny? Is there like a thing that like if you hover over it, it'll tell us who the coach is? 
sorry, I yeah, I I uh I got so excited about your Hangzhou Spark praise that I pulled my headset out, so I didn't hear what you said. But uh, coach, staff, uh, uh, Roy, yeah, right, okay. Um, so yeah, like I, I I'm really surprised because like Roy, like every every time Team China and like the Chengdu Hunters had success was on the back of Roy, and like they have Leave Shy, which I genuinely think is probably the best DPS duo in the world, like right now. But if they can play to the level that they they have in the past and what they seem to be showing like right now from the bits and pieces that we have seen from them, this team is going to just like pound on the back of that. Like I understand there is the concerns about the tank line with like, is Gushway actually flexible within this role? 20 hasn't played in like a fucking year. Like I understand those like concerns, but this, in my opinion, this is the best team that the Hongzhou Spark or the Chengdu Hunters have ever put forward. And, you know, that's going to be on the back of Team China and Team China is going to have ridiculous synergy like we talk about the synergy from team south korea but that team doesn't actually exist anymore in terms this of like that dallas team. fuel like this is actually a team that is literally just going to be like walk out of their overwatch league scrims they don't need to scrim for team china they literally are just going to be scrimming for the overwatch league which is a big uh, which is a big asset obviously if they're not doing well on the hongjo spark that's worrying but i think that gives them a little bit of a step up against some of these other teams yeah, I mean, that's fucking huge. Like, I think we talked to like, oh, yeah, the synergy of like fuel. But it's like, but this is literally the whole, whole spark. So it's and it, the roster is nasty as hell. So like, I mean, this I think this if there's any year for it to be, it would be this year for China to win. I think yeah. I, I vote like because I also find China to be a more comprehensively complete team right now. The only thing I would say they kind of lack on again, comparatively to like Korea or like the US is like tank power a bit. Like Gushui, great Winston player, a good tank player for sure. And 20, a very solid, aka Elsa, a very solid off tank player. But like Hanbin fearless, you know, especially like Hanbin and then like even Kaluj super when super's like on his like and when like Kaluj gets to play off tank and, and super gets to play like Ryan or something or even like Vol. Like it's... It's, it, that's the one thing I think that China and Hongzhou have going against it, um, comparatively. That is an interesting point, though, that I think is really funny that we're going... Like, there is going to be the bias from the West. People are going to hold that against 20 of, like, the man hasn't played Overwatch League in a year. It's like, bro, um, Super's been retired yeah. for a fucking yeah. year as well, right? Like, <laughs> yep. obviously, we yes. watch him stream, and, it, you know, yeah. he's, he's been grinding the game in that aspect, but, like, he has been a streamer. Like, we don't realistically know how much 20's been playing. He could have been doing the same thing in China and people just aren't aware, right? Like, so it's like, you it's do have true, those yeah. same issues that like come in from different teams. Um, so honestly, I'm optimistic on 20 because of how good he was in the in his last year, back in 2021. Obviously we're in Overwatch 2 now, but like we've seen a lot of players take breaks from the game and it hasn't really affected them that heavily if they're given the resources and time to get back into that level. Yeah. One thing I will say about the Leave and Shire DPS duo for both Spark and Team China, I really think they have unlimited potential. Like, if this duo starts coming into the league and the World Cup, I suppose, and start pounding, I don't think there's anything they can't. I, this fucking DPS line could actually be the best of them. Like, straight up. New fucking era for uh, Chinese Overwatch. Or like Hungry Spark, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to worst take of the week where we'll talk about that uh, further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I'm sure bad. there's some. I'm sure there's some candidates on this. I'm really excited for World Probably. Cup though to come back yeah. because yeah. a it's like a staple, but b the top three teams are all putting out like one could argue that Korea 2019 maybe did a little trolling. 
I don't think Korea this year did. You can't make the argument they did a little trolling no outside of that. adding, not having proper right. Like that's a, that's a fucking amazing roster they have. They have a lot of great players. So like it's this is going to be an incredibly top three. Like those top three teams of China, U.S., Korea are going to be insane. Like I, I, in my opinion, and if there's someone that if one of those three teams don't make it to like essentially like close to that finals area, like if we have another team that's not one of the three in the finals, it would be shocking. Yeah, yeah if they don't make the semis, given they don't play yeah. each other earlier, yeah. like it's actually a disappointment, I'd say, for all three teams. It would be truly shocking. <laughs> so three out of the four top teams should be penciled in, given there's no prior matchups, which is kind of insane. <laughs> uh, like, realistically as well, like, sorry to go on a tangent, who do you think is the fourth team then? Like, who is the next oh, wow. team? Like, obviously, this is a fucking curveball and we don't know all the rosters, but like, I, I genuinely don't know who is going to come in at that number four spot. Of, like, who is the next team in line? It's, I think it's, I don't remember what Australia's roster is right now off the top of my head, but it's probably going to be Denmark for my money. It would be Denmark and maybe Denmark's pretty Sweden. good. Yeah, it's like Denmark, UK, Sweden is what I'm like thinking off of like just like my, my, the top I mean, of my yeah. head, but I mean, I mean, I, I, Sorry, Custom, yeah. but I think I'd take no, Denmark over no, Australia. Yeah, you know, like I these... mean, it's most. It's, I'm just remembering Australia off the top, simply because they have like they have both Kuffa and Punk, who are both like pretty talented tank players, which is a big deal when we look at the world overall World mm. Cup because like <laughs> there aren't a lot of very complete rosters, but it would probably be Denmark in my eyes would be the fourth. Who who are in uh, with Finland? Who are in the wild card? By yeah, the way. and they then also probably for Finland because <laughs> Finland has some very so good players too. With like they have two oh, you know previous Overwatch League tank Masa and then the Overwatch League team. They got Masa coming back. They got Masa's Sana. Back, yeah, so like they have yeah. they have some very strong players on that team. So it's probably going to be one of them. I mean, who's on? It's probably Sweden? Denmark. Looking who's at who's on Sweden again. Kev. Like Sweden has Kevs, yeah, right? I mean, the damage for Sweden. <laughs> Wait, who, does, who does Sweden have? They have Kevs. It doesn't matter. Everyone. They have Kevster Sparker, <laughs> yeah. which is like that's enough. The Kevster Sparker with like, Lose. I mean, and then Los just even to like help it out. Like Los, yeah. like just those two though as a DPS line alone is enough to like carry them out into like BlizzCon. You know, like that. Literally, they will <laughs> they, roll everyone. They'll just probably for that. make top eight, right, with that roster. They should, yeah. I mean, Sweden did lose to Denmark because we had that show match. I don't know if you caught that, but me and Joss, we casted a, a show match no, between Sweden uh, and Denmark yeah. too, for the roster announcements. And Denmark definitely looked like they were in control. I will say both teams, like both Denmark and Sweden, said that they hadn't scrimmed like going into that yeah. show match. So both were very unpracticed and they required each other to play like three different comps that like they've never played before. So it was yeah. a bit all over the place. But Denmark definitely looked like the more put together team, the more versatile team. They were just like really good in all compositions. But the very last map, the push map, which was the decider, Kevster just goes like ballistic on the tracer. Oh, he like, just it was nuclear, yeah. It was, it was like... Ridiculous. Going back to basketball, it was like Jabberant scoring 22 points in a row for Memphis the other day. It's just like he just took over like on the map and just like pulse bombed everybody. Got three Ks, four Ks, and me, I'm casting this with Jaws, and I'm just like, Sweden is so clearly like the worst teams between these two teams, but Kevster just like makes the difference and like keeps Sweden alive here. It's laughable like how much impact he had for this team. So Sweden could very well. You know, qualify for the playoffs if Kevster just puts in performances like that. It's unbelievable when you see like a top tier player just take over the game. Like he just took over. It was crazy. He did the same thing for the Gladiators, like literally in the pro am as well. And I feel like a lot of people give that credit to the Gladiators, but like Kevster went nuclear, like in some of those maps, like to give them the edge and close out some of those maps. So it's like Kevster, like we we 
I feel like we always hype up proper and stuff like that, but Kevster realistically is the only guy really nipping at his heels, especially on that tracer. Like he's actually insane in the ability to, with minimal resources, get into the back line and consistently find value. Like we need to make sure we keep putting respect in his name and he could drag the Sweden team to top eight quite, sim uh, quite easily. Yeah, it, it's actually honestly something we don't talk about enough. Uh, like you just said, Custa, that how it's so hilarious like when you actually look at like we're, we're gonna take a look at the rankings later and like we're comparing like the teams versatility and all that among like the top five teams there are generally players that just like discard everything else just like do you have like it's actually a question when i look at some of these teams like a question like do you have one of like the five players in the game that could genuinely just like win you this series by themselves and i'm not saying like by themselves like of course they get resources they get health they get space all this stuff but having one of those five players is like a cheat code. Like it just helps you so much. And Kevster is one of those players that can just take over a game. He's that good. Um, and it's hilarious how he just differentiates himself uh, among everyone else. So anyway, I don't think Sweden is that fourth team because they don't have the versatility as a team. But they do have Kevster. Uh, going back to the original question, I, Denmark is probably the right answer. Um, Team UK, UK. Team UK yeah, is good. Team UK, yeah. Team UK is also good as well. Uh, I think that, like, I, I would say it's probably between Denmark and UK off the bat. Uh, like, I don't really know what the true power of this UK team is going to be. I do think there is a uh, sleeper pick, though, for Netherlands, potentially. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to give your take on that? What's your, what, 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 what inspires you to that thing? Uh, pretty much the sleeper pick is just the fact that they have, like, a semi-complete roster and, like, a lot of other teams don't. And and I and I think Crandop and Dawn is like a pretty solid tank line, honestly. That's really it. That's I, all I got. I mean, they're they're two Winston Ryan players, though. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> they'll just. Spend, <laughs> I they got two. They got two of them. No, they got two of them though. They got two of them. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, fuck, true. You spitting facts. So I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, when I look at rosters across the board, I feel like they have like. And they have some decent DPS. Like, it's just like, I'm just throwing out picks here because I feel like Netherlands in the past, like 2019, I remember Netherlands was actually like, oh, like they were kind of like, they were kind of swaggy with it. Now that was also Netherlands with Brucen, I believe. Yeah, so they actually had an yeah. off tank player. Yeah. So, I mean, also, TUK are pretty rounded when it comes to it, right? Um, true. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe you could say you can't play double flex because they have Astro, but I mean, Smex, Jaycaro, main tank, off tank, Smex, Smex is back. Joss, are you salty that Kronos made it as the flex support over you? <laughs> Over me. <laughs> no, no, I dude, fucking I dude, bombed. Jules I was like, how did it go? And he said, I fucking trolled. Like Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, okay, let me defend myself on Plat Chat. Let me defend myself on Plat Chat Overwatch. I was playing on 180 fucking ping and I fucked yeah, I go, got I got go. fucking shit on. Kobe, Kobe shit on. I got shit on. It felt so bad, not gonna lie. I actually felt terrible afterwards. I was like, man. If someone actually was uh, vying for the spot that I was trialing out with, I feel fucking terrible because they probably would have done better than me. Like, straight <laughs> up. I was like, I wait, actually wait, feel wait, kind wait. of bad about but it. Was it just like a question of like ping or was it like you were so outmatched or like what was going well, on? Explain uh, your guess, trials experience here. As like, the there only was a few trial. like decent plays that I had, but like I have never played on a ping that high before. Like 180 to 200 is like crazy high even for like overwatch i played on like 120 ping before but like 180 i'm like holy this shit. is this like, is where we tied into the shock code yeah, as well yeah, now he personally knows he personally knows well. i personally yeah, exactly, i do exactly. i now personally know shit sucks there was there was there were times where i was like i would hit suzu on the ground it would go off for me but like on my screen but i'd still die or like 
some shit would yeah it it sucked i also probably wasn't good enough to be in those scrims like i i think i'm an okay player but like i i don't think i'm near enough like as good as some of those people in that fucking lobby like there there ain't no fuck i mean i mean it was a fun time cast i can attest to this as well like you you can you can spend time in top 500 all you want to play like really high stacked rant games as soon as you get into a scrims there's just like an expectation that yeah, you're it's like very different. you're like an insane player and like all these like predetermined concepts and like the pace you're playing at you know where you're gonna take space like all these concepts they're just like assumed and you just jump into the lobby and you're like wait uh, what are we doing and it's just a different yeah. vibe I also think like, like the the hardest thing in my opinion is like you go from playing ranked where you just get away with doing shit and then like you get into these high level scrims and you just die for like the most random things that all you're like oh I can't do that at this level like they will just kill yeah. me and they will recognize and like, I will say the, the first set. couple of like deaths I had like I, I I've done scrims and shit before we obviously me and Scott have scrimmed a couple of times but like I've done scrims in the past for like other small teams like I used to ring sometimes when I was in EU in contenders but like it was very uh, when I was doing contenders, like casting contenders, not fucking in Jesus Christ, hell no. But like, it was very like, yeah, you, you say that because you just die. Like, that's it. Because normally in solo queue, I'm very much like, I'll just fucking throw sleep just to see if I can grab somebody. Because I know no motherfucker is going to be able to track that cooldown. Like, no way. And if I just throw sleep randomly or throw nade randomly or like some shit like that, instantly dead. Like yeah. it's uh, obviously. Yeah, I think Scott has, has scrimmed a bit in his life. I think he scrimmed a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it is a very different thing. But yeah, I bombed the fuck out of it. But yeah, anyway, it was a fun experience. I have this incredibly vivid experience of playing in the uh, uh, the 2018 qualifiers against Costa and Team Australia actually in 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 Thailand. I think it was on King's Row, and we're attacking on King's Row point A. And I'm playing Winston, of course, and like we're gonna take space on the point, and you're doing this. It's so fucking annoying when like the defense on point A just plays the high ground, and you have like an on in the window, you have the other flex support in the other window, you have someone on the other high ground, and you're just like spread out in like an arc. And me as a Winston is like, okay, where am I gonna take space? Where am I gonna go? And so like I jump the point, sort of like where the phone booth is, where like the door yeah. or whatever, and I, I jump there, and like everyone just turns on me, like punk just like fucking drives into me with this demon, <laughs> and just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I get blown up in like two seconds and i'm like oh fuck that didn't work that works the ranked but it doesn't work here in the world cup because these players yeah. just turn on me and then the next fight's like okay let's try something else and i i try to jump the window i think i fuck up the jump and like i miss the window <laughs> fall down same shit and punk just like with his neck just just <laughs> runs over me as a winston and it's this is like happening like within a second like i'm walking up to the point i'm like this is the plan i'm gonna jump here and i'm dead one second later because like there's no room for error there's no room for making a poor decision and i'm just like playing winston and i'm like fuck i hate this like i we or we have no backup plan i'm just instinctively like jumping places hoping for the best and i'm getting fucking destroyed by this australia team so uh bad memories oh bad hey johnny pass. honestly that thailand experience was the best because like i think i've told this story on plat chat before but we we were fucked like team australia <laughs> we weren't gonna qualify because we lost to denmark and then because Sweden, a team that was completely knocked out of the tournament already, beat Denmark for some reason, Australia because ended up qualifying. That's why. Yeah, because fuck Denmark, yeah. <laughs> I remember having Johnny, like, we walk into the back room where all the teams are, and there's Johnny, like, slouched on a chair, like, depressed because they didn't qualify. And Team Australia comes walking into the room like, hey! 
I think I was genuinely crying. I think I was genuinely crying because that was my last professional match ever, and I knew it. And I was like, "This is over." So, but we beat Denmark, and it was a good experience. So you ended on a win, bro. That's what you ended on a win. Yeah, about that. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Platchat Therapy Corner with me and Costa talking through our Thailand experience. It was really good because we went into that match so pumped, and I really, I really made it like a motivational speech and everything and we beat Denmark and it was a great experience so a great last match to end it on anyway uh enough world cup talk we got so much more stuff to go over okay um we're going to take a second here to just address this past week of all the rankings all the takes everything that's been going on in the community it's been a very like vibrant discussion it's been lively everyone has had input um and made comparisons between the different rankings. Um, Costa was missing last week. Uh, he took the, uh, made the effort to make his own rankings. <laughs> uh, threw some shots at us, for example. Um, and so I'd mm -hmm. like to discuss some of those shots. I'd like to discuss some of your thoughts on our rankings. Our thoughts on your rankings. Um, and the community's takes on all of it. As sort of like the, the public sentiment um, with that. So... Let's let's get into it. Starting off with Custos rankings. Hey, there they are. Uh, One team that stands out, I will say, Custa, you you're very good at your job. It's a very good ranking, so I will give you credit for that. I looked okay. through the list. Very reasonable. I could see. I didn't watch the video because I don't have time to watch your video. That's fine. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. an hour and a half long. <laughs> there is one team though that. Or a couple that like stands out a little bit and it was the big talking point of the video especially comparing it to our placement here um dallas fuel yeah number eight yeah and you said you claimed that we on our previous episode last week gave dallas fuel way too much credit where does yeah. this dallas fuel hatred come from um, probably from 2018, but like on a realistic <laughs> sense. Therapy. <laughs> for the people. But like, I, I here's the thing. Like, the especially because on your rankings, you guys put Dallas Fuel number four. Like, I, you guys seem to like give them a pass, even though like they downgraded in the backline. And like, I understand like Avril's take of like, oh, Bliss could be Chio, right? Like he could be that next guy, but like I'd rather just have Chio Fielder. Like, there's no way you can say MCD Bliss is not a downgrade for this backline. There's potential that Rush can get them to a point where you know they're equivalent in like in a perfect world, but for the most part, it's gonna be a downgrade. But then you also like used the solo tank idea for like you know a bunch of other teams, like kind of like the Houston Outlaws and uh like the gladiators, like you use that as a point against them, but then like didn't use that against Hanbin. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fears that I have for the Dallas Fuel of the holes that they have in their roster. But honestly, the more thing that I was insulted by was that you put Houston Outlaws 7th. Okay, like, yeah, let's get to that. Let's, let's, let's discuss Dallas Fuel for a minute though. Just quickly on that point, like a legitimate question then. Because I feel to the point of like comparing having one tank versus, you know, one off tank versus one main tank. But in this case... Uh, Houston Outlaws have two tanks because they have Fearless and Gargoyle. But I, I feel like I put more credit towards someone like Hanbin and Off-Tank being able to flex over to like Winston, you know, similarly to like Kluge, for example. Mm. Whereas I'm like, oh, is Fearless ever going to play anything other than Ball and Winston and Reinhardt? Like, I guess Ramato maybe. But they have maybe, Gargoyle. But... 
in in case they need they it. Do. Like if it, if it really becomes a problem. But you specifically mentioned like the holding the yeah, one yeah. tank argument against each other. Yeah, yeah, like you'd always want to play fearless, right? Like, and that's the, the definitely the way they're gonna lean. Like, I, and here's the thing: I completely agree with you, but then you have to look at the rest of the team around them, right? Which is like Edison Sparkle. I'm just like not gonna doubt anymore because every time I do, they just seem to like level up again so like i i have a lot of faith in edison sparkle especially after edison's performance at the beginning of last year but like true violet is probably the best two-player support lineup we have in the overwatch league right of like they can cover every single base and then you also put that with pelican whose tracer looks very good in the prime and is like considered one of the best flex dps on top of that the only real concern a lot of people have that I think is legitimate is Happy of like, does Happy still have the juice? But I don't know. Like, I feel like Houston is just such... Like, remember when we first saw this roster and we all freaked out? Like, I want to hear your justification for how that... We saw that roster. We all freaked out. We talked about how good that team is. How did Houston end up down at seven? Like, below the Gladiators, below the Dallas Fuel, below the Florida Mayhem? I'll tell you. Charles, I need you to step in here. I'll tell you. Um, I just don't like the vibes of the team that much after seeing them. <laughs> yeah. the, the vibes are wrong. I don't like the vibes that much. I mean, because legitimately, I mean, should Fuel have guaranteed of one last year from the pure roster strength? You could argue that, like, I, I don't think roster strength is the defining, is the end-all be-all when we get to, like, the top echelon of this ranking, right? Because everyone has good rosters. Yeah. So, like... Yes. Does the Outlaws roster theoretically on paper look a bit stronger than Fuels? Yes. But also, didn't like four-fifths of that roster win the Overwatch League last year? So, like, like obviously, Fearless is on there. But, like, you know, Sparkle, Edison, um, and then theoretically, I guess technically not four-fifths. But, you know, they had, it's closer to, like, three-fifths. But realistically, Hanbin was not technically playing the whole time. So, but did was, like, a direct reason why they had such a good seed and like, was able to get that far, right, for the rest of the regular season. So, and also the Hanbin, I think, solo tank. We discussed this a bit on too, because I brought up this point. I think Johnny was like, well, yeah, but I feel, and, and honestly, I agreed with it, was that like Hanbin had shown some Winston and main tank in the past in particular, and it looked pretty good. Like, I have more trust because of how strong Hanbin is as a player on off tank, but also had shown some flexibility that was like pretty good on the main tank. Like, if Hanbin pulls up like a Dante level main tank with a Hanbin level off tank, then that's definitely enough to get you exceptionally far in the Overwatch League. Um, when you have the two of the DPS and like a potentially one of the best main support rookies coming into the league. Um, and Rush as your coach. Because that's the other thing too, is like, yes. Does Houston have a good coaching line? Yes. Have Houston shit the bed with... Because technically, Neko is their coach who really has not had any success as a coach. Like, not significant amount of success. Well, you kind of have to, you know, Junk Buck is still there. But exactly, the point is it's Junkbug, but Junkbug was, was the head coach last year, and they didn't, they, one would argue that they didn't necessarily, like, live up to their fullest potential. They got top ways. three in the playoffs. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's what some people believe, right? I'm not, I'm, I, that's the point I'm arguing here, is that we have the coach that won the league that's had two incredibly many good years. Like, their coaching staff, in my opinion, I would take Rush as a coaching staff, right? I would take Rush as that head coach. Like, he's arguably competing for the best coach in the Overwatch League position, essentially. Um, you know, like, he's up there. So I I don't think there is a guaranteed like yes the roster is better but I don't I I just don't think that it's but for me personally like I said when I in my opinion once I got up to like the top eight of this list 
there is i'm not even arguing based off like roster quality as much anymore it's it's like okay how do i think the coaching staff's gonna perform and vibes legitimately yeah, and vibes, legitimate vibes like, yeah because like there is like a, a section of like will like you know there's already people talking about the rumors of like boston booming right like obviously it's rumors but like oh the point God, being is like yeah. but the point being is that like that there are vibes are not people vibes are not are like uh human like uh soft science for roster building is not like an arcane like oh unknown like un like you don't feel its effect you feel the effect of like how personalities work on a roster very uh, like a lot with how a roster so works I, and like I, so i, I don't I, know i want to replace the word vibes with trust like to me with some of these teams i just have more trust in them and gladiators is a great example of that there is no way for me that the gladiators on the paper have a better roster than houston outlaws but they have a stacked coaching staff that has repeatedly proven themselves to be successful, have a great understanding of the game. Everyone keeps praising Smash all the time, for example. Unter is just like, fuck, I'd, I'd love to, you know, spend a week in their practice facility and just be around <laughs> Unter because that'd be the best experience ever. But like, I have this trust with the Los Angeles Gladiators that I don't feel like I have with the Houston Outlaws. I don't know if you agree with that, Joss, or what, what your take no, on that I, is. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, honestly. Like, trust within the team or trust... Not within, but like trusting a roster to do well. Um, I'd 100% agree with you, Johnny. Because um, with the Outlaws, have they shown like repeated success, like year in, year out, year in, year out? Uh, and then Neko, like Connor said, like a little bit untested, as it were, especially at that level. Maybe it's just some crazy fucking magic source. I don't know that they're going to get super high up, but as well the top eight like i said like it's also crazy a lot of these teams are kind of stacked maybe after this boston fucking rumor maybe they go down a place i'm not sure i i really don't know i think the dallas fuel having rush and i have a lot of trust in that team and the players that they deserve to be fairly high maybe i did smoke a pack or two um, and put outlaws super low i don't know i did just see the pickums video by the way um, from the Overwatch League, and I think Jake, I just skipped to the end to see if there was like a summary thing, but Jake was like, "Yeah, they're gonna fucking win the season," and I'm like, "Okay, Outlaws, you go down all the way down now." No, <laughs> Wait, Pickham's video? Yeah, it was like, I think so. I I didn't do it. I I don't know. I oh, also the Overwatch League YouTube channel? Yeah, Dot Jake Rose. Oh, the the thing you remember when we recorded the videos and yeah, sent them in. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, thanks yeah. for the invite, guys. Yeah, uh, get on. Well, they don't, they don't pick all of us, Johnny. Um, they, they don't need all of us to do that shit. But what I'm saying is, like, I do have a lot more trust in a lot more of these teams than I do the Houston. I think I, Houston, we might I have put a little like, like theoretically, yeah. like teams we could have put down more was like we could have put Mayhem if we're be like Mayhem could have gone below Houston. I think was like a reasonable, sure. a relatively that's a relatively reasonable take. I think um and but i at the same time i still think that houston still has a fundamental like gap comparatively to mayhem or like i do i think houston's cps line is really really good yes do i think mayhem's cps line is really really good yes is it like completely equivalent no but at the same time like i also think they have a better tank situation than houston like fearless is an amazing main tank but like does not really play the same flexibility of tanks that someone does you know so like there's a lot of competing factors there for like how we balance it so there is no real easy answer for the top eight yeah there is no easy answer i, I will say to cap this off as well i think if if dallas end up like three or four like average in the season like that would solidify to me that rush is the greatest coach to ever coach overwatch because 
like if he is able to get the best out of MCD again, he's able to get Hanbin to be able to play every single fucking tank. If they can really like round out fucking everything with this Dallas Fuel roster, I would be incredibly impressed. And like, I, I agree that the vibes of Rush, like he has done it time and time again. So you need to have faith in that. But I've never had faith in that. And I've never trusted the Dallas Field to do that. So I got to just stick with my, because that's my vibes. Like, and that's why, that's you know, I always get hated by all the Dallas fans because like, I have continuously doubted the Dallas Fuel, not really like two years ago, but primarily last year. Like I said the same thing last year and they proved me wrong. Like the same shit could happen. And if it does, like I, I need to give credit to. When like, do you walk it back? When do, when do you get proof? Because like I would say like if Houston well, this year. Uh, yeah, well, no, I just okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it would, this, top three, this top would be, four, I, I would walk it back. If, if that right. back line, like if he can get the best out of MCD, a player who has been good in the league, but like. You cannot say that he is the caliber of field. Well, what you said, what you said was that you'd give Coach Rush the goat. Coach, you didn't say yeah. you'd walk back your vibes for Dallas. So they're two separate things, right? Well, so they, like, it, 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 if that happens, right, that means that MCD Bliss and this entire roster has like fucking popped off and they've done well. Yeah. Which it, that would be a walk back on the entire Dallas uh, take of the season. As so well. from now on, but so from now on, whenever you see the roster for Dallas, if Rush is involved and it's a reasonable roster, you'd be like, yeah, they're gonna do really well. You'd be yeah, I, I'd probably go into next season even with a, like another roster. I have question marks around. I would probably give them more of a de- benefit of the doubt because in the past they've had just a stack roster, right? Like we talk about Dallas Fuel twenty twenty one. I don't think we had that many doubts for them. The only one that like really sticks out that people love to hate me for is like Sparkle D tier Tracer. But that was back when we hadn't even seen Sparkle ever fucking play Tracer. And it turns out he's really fucking good at it now. So it's like, you know, I, I prefer I'll, the I'll narrative of he practiced it in the off season, guys. He got good <laughs> in the off season because that doesn't well, invalidate us, but. Well, you know, like if you go back and look at the previous time, he had like three hours on Tracer before that. So I was just putting all the DPS players on the list. And that's why I don't do tier lists anymore. I like numbers. People always ask me to do like DPS and support tier lists. That shit sucks. Don't do it. It's a trap. It's a bait. People are just waiting to, to watch yet. you Top fall. Top 10 support no, players going into the No, but, it, but yeah, people love it. People they love do. it, though. They, they, they love it. it. They fucking love it. <laughs> it's amazing. It I think also going. for Houston, for me, if Houston finishes this year with a top three year, I would be like, okay, I can't really like, they made the system work, so I can't doubt them at all. Because this is just like kind of a new system where like, you know, they have a new head coach, Junkbuck's there. So like, you know, it's an unproven system versus like a proven system. So I'm I'm interested to see like, if they make it work, I'm like, okay, I can't doubt like whatever they're going to cook up over there where Junkbuck says, I'm not the coach, but also I am the manager of competitive operations when we have one team. They're managing one team. I'm like, I, what, how are they not the coach? There's literally a single team under the Houston Outlaws brand. There's, there's no other teams for him to manage. I guess maybe Call of Hero, calling the all heroes, but like. Just getting right. that LinkedIn pumped up, you know? Yeah. Uh, one more thing before we move on from Custer's list here. Uh, I don't want to make a discussion out of this, but just quickly. Why do you hate Profit? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, okay. And here's, here's the, the thing that I said about it is like, I genuinely don't believe Prophet's about to walk in and put up the GOAT status that he has in the past. Like, I I genuinely, this is my vibes. Like, this is another, like, vibes check of, like, we saw it in his Reddit thread when he, like, announced he was coming back for Soul Dynasty again. The man was kind of like, yeah, you know, I didn't really want to leave Soul, but, like, they said they wanted to do another season, so I thought I'd do another season. Like, I don't think he's coming in with, like, we're going to fucking pound. We're going for the championship with this roster, especially with Void who almost retired last year. So it's like, I think the part of me is like, 
I don't think that they're going to have that dog in them that I think it was that Avril liked to say last uh, last week as well. Like, I just, I don't see these guys putting their best foot forward. So that's why I'm a doubter of the Soul Dynasty this year. But obviously, if, if Profit and Void go back to their previous forms, like they can probably carry this team to the top end of this middle of the pack. Okay, last basketball reference of the podcast. They'll just be like the Miami Heat and then Profit will turn into Jimmy Butler in the playoffs and just don't Yeah, exactly. and if he does good. that... If he, and goes Super Saiyan, then fuck it, like, you know, like, it, uh, all the power to him. I just, yeah. like, we've seen this time and time again throughout the last few years of, like, old players who have, like, been great in the past. You know, it's pretty much the Boston Uprising narrative again, right? Who've been in the past, who, who aren't really there to, like, they're not putting their grinding. They're not grinding for four hours at the end of every night of scrims. They're not trying to be the best. Prophet's already won a championship. He already has staked his claim on his career. Like, he doesn't need to do that. And that will have a diminishing return of, like, you're going to slowly decline in performance. And last year, he was good, right? But would you say last year was Prophet's best year? No, there's no way you can say that. So unless he's going to go back up with this roster, I'm just a little worried that this Soul Dynasty is, team is going to underperform. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm still holding out Hopium for uh, Soul Dynasty and Profit to redeem themselves come playoff time and, and if they qualify in the first place. I mean, I, I guess if you have to qualify for the midseason madness, that's going to be ridiculously hard. So you sort of have to compete with Hangzhou and Dallas uh, from the get-go. Because um, I think you only need... There's only two teams from each region that makes it, right? Or three or something? I don't know what it is. Um, uh, but yeah. It's I, like four from an... It's like it's like four from an A and like two or three from APAC. Okay, yeah. So, you know... If you're playing as Hangzhou and Dallas in your division, good luck, buddies. It's going to be good tough. Uh, good luck, Profit. Anyway, uh, I want to move on and just look at our competition for this year. Uh, Avast has made it very clear that we have a rivalry going into this uh, uh, this year. And Platchat, as a brand, need to redeem ourselves, our reputation within the industry ah. itself. Uh, and so I just want to take a look at uh, our, our, our opponents. I'd say our most prominent <laughs> opponents. There are certainly a lot of community figures that have submitted uh, season rankings. Now, these say linear power rankings. I don't know what the fuck that means, okay? There's a reason I differentiate between power rankings, preseason power rankings, season rankings. Our rankings are end-of-season rankings. I don't know what these are. Uh, frankly, I didn't have time to listen to the episode. So, sorry, guys. But, I don't know if these are end-of-season rankings, but Yiska has Boston Uprising at number four? That is hopium. I mean, that is an unbelievable amount of faith in that infrastructure, like, being fine. Um, and uh, the players being all happy and all that. So, um, interesting. Uh, what, what do you think? What do, we, what do you think of us? Do you think that we're favored? Do you think that we are odds-on favorites uh, going into this season, taking a look at these rankings? I think we're always the favorites, because I have unmitigated confidence. Um, I mean, because realistically, we're, like, tied 1-1. Like, there is no clear winner. Like, there's no, there's no clear, there's no cha reigning champion. It's just tied. We're tied one one. You know, I we're we're locked in an epic struggle. And I mean, I like I said, this is a hard year to. I, I just find it that I personally think that they that they might be underrating. I think Volumil's potentially overrating Titans and underrating Boston, yeah. while like pretty significantly. Well, I think Yiska might just be underrating Glad's Mayhem and Defiant a bit comparatively to like what were they because like, doesn't I'm, have the APAC teams. So yeah, so yeah, doesn't have the APAC teams either. Yeah, so it, it is hard to like get that one to. -one I'm still pissed we put Atlanta second. I'm gonna be honest. We should have put them first. 
I I would say Atlanta first for myself, honestly. But yeah, but the vibes though. It was funny, and it was funny. To be fair, it was funny it was because funny. people got mad. Yeah, and so that's funny to I'll me. So that's okay to me. But I think Atlanta Rain, if I had to be like a serious mode, I I, I put them number one. I think maybe, uh, yeah, Titans overrated, Boston underrated. There maybe honestly. What do we think Boston about uh, Vegas over Valiant? <laughs> that's uh when did they do this oh when, was I, yeah. when was I, I have no this? idea because like the the boston being so high for yiska and then valiant being below power like vegas like screams pre-pro-am like in my opinion yeah but i don't think pro-am should be like the end-all be-all by any means do i have um, to fact check this i just wanted to slander our opponents yeah, but and like, provide false information it, 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 i think going into the pro-am yeah. a lot of people thought valiant were going to be the worst but coming out of the prime regardless of like that's true you know, yeah. I, I think you you watch the prime and you're like i think valiant are better than vegas now just because of the yeah. prime 12 days ago so april oh 30, so it's after that's not that far yeah that's after prime so yeah. all right yeah. uh, i mean i yeah. still don't think i still think putting Vegas above Valiant is not like insane. It's yeah, possible. Like it's definitely sure. possible Vegas by end of season will be better than Valiant. You know, like I think I don't, I don't necessarily think that's like the end of the world per se. Like it, this is, it's very perspective. Like, because all we have is program to, to disprove this. And that's like very early, like, you know, one meta early season, like who knows? Like, what, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Because unfortunately I think Seeker probably just poo-poos on that whole team, even by himself almost. But like at the same time, I I, I we'll see we'll see. According so. to chat, infrastructure was the main argument that Valiant has zero infrastructure. I mean, they do have infrastructure, but also they forget they're forgetting the ways of the drunken fist. Okay, the teams with zero infrastructure oftentimes will go hard as fuck because it's like the unsigned team versus signed team back when we were in a yeah. non-franchise league. It's like unsigned teams are fighting for their fucking lives out here. They're like every they're putting everything in it. There's like the meme with like the keyboard guy be like. Like, and then they fucking, then they have the other guy just like stable Ronaldo, just like singing, like, because like the science, you know, that's, that's kind of the vibe shift. So like, I don't think that's a guaranteed uh, benefit necessarily, but it is a good, good argument. Yeah. I, I, I think Valiant have nothing to lose, which I think goes a really long way. Well, I feel like Vegas Eternal have a massive microscope over them. Like people are just like watching to shit on Vegas. Like people shit on them every time they perform bad. While if Valiant performs bad, like they just like post a meme, like Paintbrush just posts a meme and everyone's like, haha, funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Like hey, Valiant lost the game. Benefit. Like no one really cares. Right. Like, and I think that yeah. that really does help when you're in like such a shitty situation. Um, but yeah. I also like, I don't, no, if we wanted to talk about it anymore, but I actually be- I agree with Volumel's, uh Vancouver Titans take. And like, I put that in my own power rank. It's like, I think Titans are going to be sneaky good this season. Uh, and I- I'm really confident in like their five player team that they have, especially with a spy paintbrush at the helm. Like, I think that could be a really good team. And that's the, that's the team that I'm probably like high on in the middle of the pack um, yeah. to like exceed expectations for, for most of the community. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think you, we yeah. were a bit higher on... Oh, nope, that's worst take of the week. Uh, I think we were a bit higher that's on it. Washington, comparatively. Yes, we were yeah. higher on Washington, comparatively. I, 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 because I actually rate going in both Justice and Titans a little bit higher than some of the mid-tier ones, but there's only so many room. I, for Volmo specifically, like, I don't agree with Titans. I don't disagree with Titans. Like, he wants them a little bit higher. I don't think they should be above Boston. <laughs> I think that might be yeah. a little crazy, but... 
depending on if uh you know i also think i think singing i also think they shouldn't be that so much higher than justice like to me titans and justice are kind of fighting for that that spot of like they're good like upper mid table teams top of the tier break where they can like be fighting like both those teams in my eyes could be fighting by position now granted once again that's heavily informed like rosters think i'm like yeah i think justice is a pretty good roster like but also pro-am and for like how good they look in pro-am was like okay that didn't inform my decision a little bit which could be reactionary depending on the meta right so well that was the other hot take i had i had, I had washington at 15 like i have the washington justice underperforming this season as well so all right but that's where yeah. our differentials came so. yeah fair enough yeah um I was going to say, like, if we were the Call of Duty community, I would, I would make a suggestion post on the Reddit format, just like, gentlemen's agreement, Boston's placings and other rankings doesn't count because they're honestly a wild card. <laughs> they could either be top three or they could be bottom 10. And it's just so not related to the actual gameplay and how good the players are that it just feels like a fucking wild card. Like, Boston could end up being great, and Yiska gets bonus points for ranking them four, or Volamel could, could crash and burn, and Volamel gets points because they're number eight. I, I'm just like, it doesn't, doesn't feel right to the competitive nature of uh, comparing power rankings that it comes down to Boston Uprising vibes <laughs> and their ability to work as a team. It could just go so many different ways. So, gentlemen, agreement? No, Boston? Uh, no, that'd be less fun. Anyway. Uh, moving on then to worst take of the week. So many takes following all of these power rankings um i will say that for the most part reception was above average i expected a lot of hate i expected a lot of dislike i'd say that people came out and they didn't like our rankings of houston outlaws at this point i feel like the shock meme is so overplayed that people sort of expected us to rank shock number one and didn't really like have anything <laughs> against it they were just like oh yeah platchard ranking shock number one who cares like whatever they didn't really take the bait so to speak but there were plenty of other takes, and we'll get into that, and we'll crown a winner, a winner out of all these, okay? So, winner. a winner. <laughs> Kicking things off. With Helios, Overwatch. Still, though, dude, Dallas just lacks something, man. Sparkalism, while great, is not a DPS line to brag about. I just don't know how people are rating them T5 when they downgraded completely from last year. So, man, kind of in tune with, culture, honestly. with Custa, but... <laughs> I actually think this might be someone who's a sub in my channel. How is that? Oh but that's not even God. like that. That, that, sub, that DPS line beat proper in the grand yeah. final. They just won the finals. Dude, they, they played all like, year. Bro. They won and, and it just, Yeah, I mean, like, and Edison looked fucking insane. Like, custom I don't know. Custom sub spotted, bro. Oh, I legitimate so custom spot. Me when I spread misinformation Just on the internet. I am joining the war against misinformation on the side of misinformation. They were dominant in the regular season. They won several stages or multiple stages and they won the finals and yet we're just like sparkle mm. not good enough sorry guys that sucks oh, yeah. i feel right, like it's a candidate for that reason let me it's absurd the what do let they me have defend to do the let me defend the tier three sub <laughs> oh, no. let, let me defend helios a little bit uh, you know i like i do have my like not sparkle i think sparkle is like you know we just talked about him with the world cup i think like edison his sojourn was world class but my question is like, if we end up in a Widowmaker meta, do you trust that Edison is going to be able to hang with a lot of these other guys? Like, I, I we haven't seen it. Like, legitimately, because Edison played pretty much Sojin like most of last year, or he played the Reaper. Like, that was like the two heroes he primarily played. So I'm like, I'm not 100% sold that Edison in his camp, but I said it earlier, like, you know, with Rush at the helm, and I doubted Edison last year, and he he fucking like absolutely pooed on my prediction. So 
at this point, like, I, I'm not 100% with him, and I agree that this is a bad take, but, you know, I could see where the logic is coming from, is the point I'm trying to make. All right. We'll move on. We'll move on, okay? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this other one because it's really good. Moving on. This podcast should move to Horn Pornhub with the amount of shock dick riding they do. <laughs> hey, if we that's get a sponsorship, a bro, hey, that's fine. I like that that's one. Fine. That one's funny. That's funny. It's not really a bad take. More of like a good uh, take. That's, that's, it's, 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 uh, that's it's funny. It's a pretty good take. It's a funny take. Funny take. We need to slow down on Shy. Yeah, his Ash and Sojourn has been elite, but damn. Imagine if he has to play something else. He's not proven. He's insane, but I have my worries about him. I feel like people didn't watch 20... Was it 2021 where he just flexed and played, like, fucking everything? He I think I remember... Shanghai, the best team in the league while he was playing Echo. Yeah, he played Echo. He played a really solid Tracer. Like, I think every time Shai's played anything, it's been, like, good. I just think the players around him have been bad. It's like the leave effect as well. Yeah. Everybody else looks considerably worse. Yeah. he's so good. Yeah. I'm telling you, I mean, that's just, potential, that's just... unlimited potential from Shai and leave. So yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. There's just someone that's not, probably just not super familiar with how much Shy's actually played, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Shy not proven, guys. Just keep in yeah, mind. Shy, Shy not proven. Not proven. Shy not, not proven. proven. All right. So true. Kind of goes hand in hand with this one. This cheer list is horrid. It ruined my fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> also, Spark is insanely overrated. Shy turns off his monitor every other game. Leave dropped off a lot too. Their tank line is horrid, and so is their main support. Monk will be kicking and dragging this team to the finish line most of the time. Oh my Monk god. I mean, I don't even... I, I, I mean, to be fair, Monk, Monk is a fucking legend, but I feel like... I feel like this sounds like someone that... I don't know. This sounds like to me someone that loved Chengdu. Yeah, and then they're just oh, like, sure. no, no, because they like, didn't love Chengdu. This is a person who believes that Jinmu carried the Chengdu Hunters to all the success that they've <laughs> ever had. They're like, why is Jinmu not in the league still? I think Jinmu's a great player, and Leave has been holding him back all this time. Like, I, I, bro, I don't. Know. I can at least understand their points of like, okay, I don't think the tank line or the air Linksa are that good. But like calling Gushue and twenty, aka Elsa, horrid is definitely like <laughs> not correct. And Lanksa, I'm like, okay, sure, didn't haven't had the best seasons, but like was arguably considered like the next like you know upcoming main support Chinese like goat after like super rich and stuff. You know, like there was like, I I, I don't think that this was like technically super rich was an upcomer. He's been around for fucking forever, to be fair. But like, I I don't know. This is like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, there is some inconsistency. I'll give him some points, though. If, we, if I distill it to his most pure form, I could understand, like, oh, some parts are not great and, like, some inconsistency, maybe. But, like, that's very over, very reactionary, knee-jerk type of shit. Also, if, if, if you watch our videos and you go watch our tier list and it ruins your fucking day, you should stop watching our tier list. Like, you, you should stop watching <laughs> and go outside watching. and touch keep the grass. Like, it, it, it ain't worth it to ruin your day listening to our papiga take. <laughs> when did our shows turn into like Fox News political shows? We're like, we, we <laughs> no, versus people day. We spread anger us. into the world. <laughs> I love, I personally just like reading into this way too much. I love the double use of horrid, both in two separate paragraphs like they're just like their their mind is very much set on horrid and horrific things and just like pure anger there's no sophisticated use of the word horrid i'm here. calling all horrid. hate watchers watch us more hate us more <laughs>
I heard if you become a member, yeah, yeah, the hatred flows even closer. I, so, I hate, I hate it I, so I hate it much. When people become members. When you and hate pay on us. for our content, I hate it so much. Give us, Makes give us so money. Mad. Give us money to make you mad. <laughs> there it is. Uh, moving on, moving on. All right, we got a few more here. Uh, wait, that's one we already seen. Watch Valiant blow everyone's minds. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's not even a. I mean, I, maybe I. I'm not even writing that off. Like, by they could blow my mind if they finish outside of bottom three. If they finish okay, outside of yeah. bottom three, I could be like, holy shit! So like that could not that high. That could so. blow my mind if it's a team with literally no org and <laughs> Which, inability. Two people, like, by the way, that's that's outside of the top bottom three. That's beating teams like Washington Justice and Vancouver yeah. Titans. Like, yeah, that would blow my mind. That, that would blow, would blow my, my fucking mind, mind yeah. if they get out there. So yeah. that's not like an insane bar necessarily. That's like just a crazy bar still, but not in, like not out of this world. All right, all right. We got we got one more take here. Uh, rating Houston below yes. Dallas is beyond me, and San Francisco will be lucky to finish fourth this okay, year. Okay, maybe not so. <laughs> <laughs> Proper won't be able to play any of his best heroes Hi, most of the time, that? and will thus have a worse season than last year. Proper is going to be stuck in hitscan jail, and is only a top 10 oh, hitscan player. He is going to get diffed by Lip, Shy, Kai, M3, Ooh. Merit, Fitz, and matched by Aspire, Hydron, and Prophet. Kisai oh, will be playing all of Proper's best heroes, but will get diffed by Kevster, Stalker, Decay, Striker, Sparkle, Choice One, Leave, Pelican, Yaki, Prophet, Cess, <laughs> and Alpha Yi. He's not going to be in the top 10 in the league. Yeah. And Jumbin is a feeder! Wow. We have found the O2 Blast hater. We have found the anti Avril. This is him. Avril, if you and this person are in the room at the same time, will cause like a black hole. They'll rift in this person is a member and he's in chat right now. <laughs> he is the one who subscribed to the channel. Hate watching. We have finally found anti Avril. We found the there hate watchers. Oh, no, hate this is just anti Avril. Right? This is anti Avril, 100%. Like, this is actually like Avril's nemesis. Wakes up super early to hate on O2 Blast every day. There's like so many stretches there that came from like such a small sample size of like, I don't understand how, Matthew, you've come to like Junbin is a feeder. Like, where, <laughs> where, where does that last cut line come from? Like, where, what have we watched that made Junbin a feeder? And if you say the problem, I will fucking throw my monitor across the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, also, why is Proper not getting to play any of his best heroes? I don't understand that. Like, why could yeah. they not, like... Everybody flexes around what Proper, like, they, they did that last year where There's Proper no guarantee was on... Like, they'd fucking sub the other DPS in so Proper could play X or Y hero, because that's, even though that other person was, like, their fucking main hero. Like, it, no. Also, we haven't even seen Heesing play with an extended time in the Overwatch yeah. at all, after being, like, one of the best DPS in contenders, you know? Like, literally in the best contenders region, arguably, or, like, the set, or potentially, you know, or tied for the best, depending on where you view <laughs> Americas. But, like, but it's definitely probably the best overall. Every so hater like... needs to strive to be this hater. Yeah, that, sub to that, that our Twitter, uh, sub to our YouTube and uh, member. I hate when you become members, bro. This is what you get. This you get screen uh, time for being a hater. I mean, he's I... saying is the new Jinmu. He just said in chat. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying is the new. This guy is funny. We should have him on. Have I mean, the thing is, like, it, it could be true, but also there's literally zero evidence to support it. Like, it's like there's just nothing to say that that is the case after like anything we've seen from he's saying yeah i love Honestly, how best matthew just takes it like 
one step too far. I'm like, okay, like I read, I read the he's saying thing, and I'm like, okay, Kevster, all right, you know, and you, you mentioned some good names, like proper hit scanners. Like, okay, Lip is probably gonna diff in, Shy is probably gonna diff in, and then you know, we guess a bit if it with Kaim and three personally, but to add on, just like you added on profit, did you really have to add on profit <laughs> that is equal to profit, Lil P out of all people? Did you really have to add on profit here? Was that oh, necessary? No, no. Also, there's some Aspire Hydron fucking hatred. I feel like Aspire Hydron should be in that previous list Probably, as well, yeah. right? Like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like there's there's some. I I just love the fucking quadruple down at the very end with Junbin is a feeder. <laughs> just in case you're not pissed off enough yet, reading my comments. Let me throw this at the very end. Yeah, I feel like I feel I I will say I do think that this is a bit of a bait from Matthew, but it's a very good bait. I think it's yeah. a phenomenal yeah. comment. Uh, it, very it's very good. well structured. So. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to go, I don't know, what do you guys think? I, I feel like this kind of comment kind of wins. Is there I'm any in. other that, like, really... This one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. this one, I'm in. This one wins, for sure, okay. So, Chat is going you. full Twitter and uh, promotion, like, the verified members, where we're promoting the members of Chat community. <laughs> if, you, if you become a yeah. member of Chat, you have a higher chance of, of being recognized and, yeah. and, and win awards here in the Worst Take of the Week. So there you go. Yep. Matthew, you win Worst Take of the Week. Congratulations. Um... There you go. All right. That was, that was a fun little, fun little rant here. All right. So let's get into the meat and potatoes uh, at one hour, 40 minutes into the episode. Week one of the next Overwatch League season is upon us. We're starting the regular season in just a couple of days. Uh, I feel not prepared in the slightest. I can't believe this is happening after sitting on my ass for like five months. Um, but I'm, I'm very ecstatic nonetheless. So we do have the schedule, but we also have the return of, finally, the Pick'ems. Oh. Pick'ems! Yay! Pick'ems! Pick'ems. So, I've logged into my account, and we're not going to drag this out. It's not going to be the most elaborate pick. So, I'm sure, Custa, you're going to do a video of your Pick'ems going into week one, I would assume, as a content creator. Oh, shit. Yeah, I should really do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, probably. <laughs> if, you want, if you want elaborate pickems, go check out Costa's YouTube channel. And Joss, are you going to make pickems? I don't know. Subscribe to Joss' YouTube channel, too. He's a content creator. So, tell me so. Um, okay, but don't subscribe to mine. That's fine. Yeah. No, you're, 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 you work in the office and stuff. You're not a content creator. Um, <laughs> I am not a content creator. <laughs> you have a real job, okay? You don't need this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think we'll just briefly talk about the matches and sort of like speed run here. I don't have the prediction system that they do in Valorant because I'm not a genius like Kurt. Uh, so excuse my inefficiency and lack of uh, ability to, you know, make graphics and integrate systems and stuff like that. I apologize. But I just want to quickly run through the week one schedule here. And we'll sort of like just talk through quickly here um, with all these matches. There's a lot of matches, guys. So, you know, we'll, we'll try to speed run uh, or at least just pick out the best ones. But the first match of the season is legitimately like a great matchup it's Toronto Defiant against the San Francisco Shock what do we think quick thoughts guys here who do we think takes this one um Shock 3-2 probably I'd go all the fucking way this is a fucking sick game because it it might it might tip over to Defiant I think potentially I don't know I think there's a I think Defiant might be sneaky OP this year um where they've like all played together before i know shock had fucking proper and shit but i like to find i don't know if they Ooh. are trying oh. to be oh shit that's kind of that's cool. nice um wait they uh, took I this didn't... from me no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if they're trying to be the villains this year, that being the Toronto Defiant, but it's a I think it's a very good way to kind of paint themselves as the villains of the Overwatch League. I think that's fucking sick. If this was the and, channel uh, point system, I would definitely bet on Toronto Defiant. Oh, I yeah, value absolutely. bet Toronto. Yeah, value yeah, bet on sure. Toronto, for sure. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a good it, value. It could go either way. Uh, for me, first did, has any of you watched scrims or like know what the meta is? Like we, I'm not, I'm not, haven't seen these scrims yet, so no. Yeah, because like the the rumors of what we've seen and from what we've seen people like practicing in like streams and stuff like that is like a lot of Tracer Sombra Winston. There's like the rumor, but like in the contenders, we saw them play a lot of like just weird shit like Zaya and Diva, but that could just be the influence of Dallas Fuel existing within the APAC region at this point. Um, but. I don't know. Like, I if we go to a Winston Tracer Sombra, I actually really believe in the shock. Like, that was actually one of their best looks that we saw from them in the pro am, where like proper could play the tracer, he seen could play the sombra. Like, it looked coordinated. Now they're on ping. Now they're co like in the same place. Like, I would probably go the shock, but I think it'll be close. I hope it's three two shock. Honestly, three two shock. Oh, sorry about the dog in the background. Listen to the verse. Man. I mean, um, they're all in the U.S. now, right? So... Yeah, they are, yeah. No ping, no ping. Uh, I mean, there's no chance to give no excuses. But the thing is, I just, I don't know. I feel like shock. Someone about this just seems like Defy are gonna come out. Like Defy are gonna be like, we want to win this game really, really badly. Yeah. Like we want to win this. Like be like, yeah, people don't doubt us versus shock. I'm tempted to go like three two defiant, but I'm gonna keep consistent and do a three two shock. Well, okay. What what if we sell this? Shock usually always blow a couple of matches at the start of the season. Like, are we going to stick with that theme? Especially because they just traveled. Well, they, yeah. haven't, they haven't just traveled. It's been about a week. Well, but yeah, a week is, is pretty uh, recent in terms of traveling. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. I mean, Defiant, they've all been here for the whole time, obviously. Like, yeah. And they've been together for a long time. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of... And I feel like they're really going to win that match. Like, they're going to be like, holy shit, like, we want to, like show shock you know like we're playing shock yeah. first match of the season like <sighs> tough i'm but honestly do I rate... to go for toronto but if we can't convince johnny and jaws uh, i'm happy to go shock as well but here's the question here's the question let's say let's say the meta is like sombra a lot like let's say we end up playing a lot of sombra would you take defiant a sombra meta over... no you're no, right actually no because then yeah like you just have proper on Tracer and it's kind of GG. This is so Platchat. I love it. We're speculating about the Jath lag time in the country and the meta we don't know anything about. This is peak <laughs> Platchat. Yeah. That's, pre that's Preds in a nutshell. We, that's we just Preds. No one ever has perfect information. I, 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 I'm going into this season with a new mentality. I, I've been losing <laughs> to custom the prediction matches for like two years running. And I'm legitimately like hurt by that. I, 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 I take a lot of pride in my predictions. So I, um, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to just fall victim to all these stupid narratives and tomfoolery and make up beliefs, things that will have an impact on these matches. I have Shock as the better team. I want to predict the Shock. All right. All right. I'm in. That's Let's the bottom it. line for me. Shock so there you go. Okay. Shock 3 2. Let's go. Fair enough. We won't have time to review all these matches, so I'm just going to skip ahead for a few matches and just pick out some matches that stand out. Uh, the next match that really stand out to me is the Los Angeles Gladiators against the Houston Outlaws. And Ooh. the LA Gladiators beat Houston in the Pro-Am, but have 39% of the Preds versus Houston's 61%. Look at that scoreline, bro. Yeah, over, this actually... Uh, <laughs> in four of the last five matches, Gladiators have been 3 0 the Houston Outlaws. So, what do we think? If... if if we're going to continue the Sombra Tracer meta conversation, what do we think? 
Glad to probably pretty good. I um, mean, they have like Kepster Tracer, but like because like Winston, who, uh, yeah, I mean Dante. I mean they're fearless, but also like what your support lines? What like I would assume Lucio Ana probably for a lot. Brig Ana maybe ago, against maybe, the Sombra. Yeah, true. Yeah, Brig as well. My my thoughts is that I think Houston probably. Were it not for the Ramatra pick, like Houston is probably the better team in their yeah. matchup. And I feel like mm -hmm. because Houston weren't able to deal with Dante's Ramatra and that style the Gladiators played, they, 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 they couldn't beat them. But I feel like if you're going Tracer Sombra, Winston, then Houston should be favored in that matchup. Unless, unless the if you're going the Winston comp, yeah. Unless I don't the see. have been cooking. Yeah, I don't see, like, I expect some Ramatra on, like, Koth still, but, like, I don't see, like, Doomfist or any of these other things taking over Winston, at least in the short term with how strong Anna is. Like, I think it's probably going to be some form of Winston meta. Like, I, I think, for me, I think this is a Houston win. I would go, like, 3-1 Houston, personally. I'm sticking Houston. with Glads, but I'm sticking with Glads. I'm sticking with my Glads belief. We're going to get so remember. much did shit we, for ranking ladders under. Did Houston. we? Did we end up? Did we end up putting Glads in our power rankings above Houston? I can't remember. We did, we did yeah. We push. Wait, oh. really? Yeah, we did. No, I actually no. Now that I think about it. Now that I think about it. No, I'm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Houston. I'm gonna go with Houston simply because. In this meta, in a way, in this meta, this speculative meta that we don't know actually exists. Yeah, I like. I, as I said, I have no proof that Winston Tracer Sombra is like actually going to be meta. <laughs> yeah, but we're going uh, with it. Even though Winston we have Tracer no proof, Sombra... it, it, it would make sense. Like with the cast nerf, yeah. I like. I we people were already starting to play Winston Tracer Sombra. Like we saw Atlanta play a lot of it. Like there's definitely upsides to it. Like, nah, I'm putting nah. Put, 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 me, in, put me in for Glad. <laughs> You're just going back and forth. Oh put me God. in for Glads. Man's like flip flopping. Like like All right, I'm going Houston. Costa's going Houston. Houston. You guys, can you guys can outvote me. You guys can outvote me. Tracer, Anna, they have Shu, is Houston. All right. 3 1. Two. All right. 3 1. 3 1 it is. We see in the okay. ingredients of, uh, of 3 1 right there. Um, wow. I, I, I quickly just peeked at Valiant versus Titans, and like, I was like, wow, this is going to be an amazing matchup. But then I realized Vancouver's roster is actually pretty good, so it probably won't I be close. Please have a look at the Paris Washington Justice little chart thing. Jeez. Ooh, 84 believers. yeah 84 that's like way smaller than i thought yeah, like, yeah. I, would way war, be, like, I thought it would be like 90 10 like 95 yeah, 5 or same. something okay. all right little well, paris believers washington I mean, uh, vegas 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 good. vegas Fuck me. good talk good good talk yeah uh well we'll, we'll predict later We'll predict later Atlantis. which, which of the series we think uh, is the one the most lopsided in the in the preds um Atlantis uh yeah, I mean, Boston, New York were pretty interesting too, but Atlanta versus Shock. Uh, oh, Match of the week, arguably. Shock favored by the community. 51 to 49%. I would favor Shock simply because the reason I would favor Shock in this matchup is simply because uh, it's not it's not correct. They have lip. Yes, they do have lip, but in return, they're going to have to put, somehow figure out their, their tank situation. Still. And Donghawk, I don't know. I just don't think Donghawk is going to cut it in this, like, in the hard Sombra meta. Do you really want to be playing ball Ooh. for the hard Sombra meta? Um, they did. Wasn't that what it screamed on New Queen Street? Them. I think it could work still. No, actually, because we've seen ball work 
We have seen some crazy crackhead shit coming out of APAC, actually. I don't know if anyone's seen the APAC stuff. There's some crazy shit coming out of there. There are, oh. yeah. We, we could I see didn't... tons of different stuff in week one, to be fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get too. fucking chaos. Lip like, I wouldn't be surprised easy. to see a lot of people just playing Ramacha just because they can. Like, I yeah, like I to go back to that. But, like, I don't know. I feel like... The, I don't know what the effect of the cast nerf is. Like, is cast just not going to be good? And is that going to hurt the consistent damage from the Ramacha comp? Like... Oh, I don't know. No. Like, I, for me, Atlanta was already playing Tracer Sombra in the Prime, and I think that was, like, to their detriment, and now their composition is just better because Cassidy has been nerfed. Like, that's how they ended up losing in that match because they just didn't want to play the cast. Like, I think Atlanta's going to be strong. I do have the same concerns about, like, is Donghak Winston good enough to be able to, like, compete at this level, um, like, against the Shock? I have my concerns. I think the Shock are going to be good. I would go just because of my... Preseason power rankings and how much confidence I have in Atlanta. 3 2 to Atlanta. Okay. I have three. I'd have 3 2 Atlanta as well. 3 2 Atlanta. It's going to be close. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. Two top two teams. I'd say 3 2 Atlanta just on if this proposed meta is actually the thing. 3 2. God, the lip sombra is Mr. Con it's nasty. Yeah, Lip Sombra is so like as much as I talk EMP good about he's saying like Lip Sombra is just different. Yeah. I think I think while Avas is deciding, I do think that the tank thing is like the major talking point going into this yeah. matchup. Yeah, and because yeah. I, I didn't love their tank synergy as well for Atlanta. Like, yes, they looked good, but like I felt like some of their their Sombra setups were disjointed in the program. So I'm going to try my best to not overreact to the outcome of this match and the tank situation for Atlanta Rain. Like, I could totally see a world where Donghak, after this series, he's either crowned, like, better than Junbin and just, like, phenomenal and, like, oh my god, what sleeper pick Donghak was. <laughs> but I could also similarly see us just, like, oh my god, is, like, Donghak going to be, like, playable for the rest of the season? And I'm going to do my best to not overreact to this match and the outcome of it and the performances in just, like, two, three maps or whatever. Because this has the potential for that. To lip. I'll give it to Atlanta for the Lip Sombra just out of respect to Lip Sombra. I don't know if I'm confident in it, though. Yeah. But well, it's so early. Like, we literally don't know what to expect from either of these teams. Yeah. Like, I'm probably going shock in this one. I probably am. Just like until Ooh. proven otherwise. I probably am going okay. shock here. But we all, the panel has voted for Atlanta Rain. So there you go. Um, okay. Boston, London. Kind of interesting, I suppose. Could be interesting. Could be yeah. interesting. This is this is like if you're Boston Uprising and the way we've been ranking Boston Uprising and the community perception, like Boston needs to win this match. Like this is one of the matches that we yeah. expect them to beat Donald Smithfire. And if they don't, wow, are we off to a bad start? I yeah, mean, well, it, it really comes into how much you buy the Boston boomage, right? Of like, if, I'm if buying it all. It, yeah, I'm if, they, if they genuinely are sure. that boomed, like this would be a hard match for them. But, but also, Custo. No way, don't believe it. It, it's, it. Wouldn't it be the first time that a team has been boomed by, while simultaneously being like really good? Yeah. Which you have first-hand yes. experience of. Yeah, like, it, well, it's like, it's also like a boomage can happen in one week, right? Like, and then you can come out of that week, something clicks, the team starts playing well again. Like, they could come out and just like, everything's working. Uh, I... Honestly, I air towards Boston, but I think it'll be a close match. 3-1 Boston. I... Don't believe the fake news media. Yeah. The big media is out to get you. Boston Uprising have not boomed. Yeah, I mean, also, like, how boomed. would... Let's... let's uh, we don't know the meta, right? But, like, if we're leaning towards, like, a dive, like, 
tracery type of meta like what i mean how does good for the team like how does london even compete in any capacity like boston should it should be like a 3-1 they should probably if if it is a winston anna trace of meta and fucking boston lose I'm I'm buying all the stocks of like the screen bucks because that would be like the, the if they cannot win playing this meta against London Spitfire, they're in trouble. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. I'm 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 buying like a Boston Uprising put option on the hoot.gg page and just like leaving the option open <laughs> for like six months and while I walk away and just yeah. passive income every day. Um yeah, also, I mean, the only way I could maybe see it is like if if Hardy comes out and play like a good ROM and like that, that's like a small adjustment London's made from Pro-Am that like they play like some Romatra composition and play well around that. But we also don't know how strong the Romatra comps are anymore. So it's it's hard to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, Boston should win this one. So I think we all have Boston Uprising, maybe like a 3-1 or something. Yeah, that's but, good. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting nonetheless. Uh, and to top off the week in the Western region, the last match of the week, we got the LA Gladiators against the Toronto Defiant, which will be a very exciting matchup. 64% LA. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Gladiators against 36 of Toronto. People are doubting Boston that, I mean, Toronto that much. Well, I just think they don't have the fans. Like, I think people, there are more fans of the Gladiators than there are the Toronto Defiant. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. I kind of want to lean towards Toronto. I kind of do want to, even though Gladiators just went into the finals. Oh, nah, shit. I'm winning Glads. I'm winning Glads. It's, sorry. yeah. Um, I'm on yeah. Glads. Sorry, I'm on Glads. I mean, you guys can go for Define, but I'm on Glads. No, on I feel... Damn it. Something about this match, it screams Toronto for me, even though my brain says no. Because, like, Gladiators did look pretty good in their matchup, but then, like... If if we don't play a hit scan, right? Let's say we the the meta moves away from hit scan. We got Kev's the trace, which I don't even need to say anymore. It's Kev's the tracer. Like Speedily's tracer impressed <laughs> me, but I think Kev's the mic clear. Like I'm gonna go for Glads. Yeah, I I think this is where common sense take over, and I have to stop yeah. myself. And I go like very recently actually, the LA Gladiators they beat the Atlanta Rain, who we massively rate, and they beat the Houston Outlaws, who we also massively rate. And so there's no way that Toronto would turn up in week one and just like. Take down the gladiators. We have to give the gladiators credit. So this mm. is where I stop myself and just like just, just go for lads. Glads. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's the common sense pick. Yeah. Got the gladiators over It'd be a good hot take if oh, you went for the whoops. defiant. Whoops. All right. I'm uh, having a good take. <laughs> Which okay, so let, while we have the stats, let's just play the game. Which of these matchups, all of the matchups in week one, do we think is the most one-sided? The Washington Vegas one was fairly one-sided, but not as much as we maybe expected it to. What was it? Was it like 16%? Something like that? Yeah, 16% for Vegas. Outlaws Valiant, the one below. We got, yeah, some candidates. We got Outlaws Valiant, um, Boston, Eternal. New York, Vancouver Valiant. I don't think that's, you know, that's probably not too... 80 versus 20. Okay, fair enough. People are believing the Vancouver Titans. I now. think that's exceptionally fair. I would honestly, I'd argue you could be higher than that. Like, but like that's exceptionally fair. <laughs> Holy Atlanta, shit, New that's York. funny. They have never played against each other before. The Vancouver Titans and Valiant. Oh, <laughs> what? Just, that, 
That's fucking weird. Oh, because Valiant no, well, in that's China. that's not true. Because that's Valiant right, moved, yeah. right? That can't be true, well, right? They, they played at some point, right? Surely. 2019. I'm going to toot my own horn because yeah. I know we beat them in 2019. Remember that was... Yeah, oh, right. because like yeah, 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 Valiant and Titans and Runaways yeah. at the same time, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe this is like well, the last okay, five years broken, or something. Maybe it's the last couple of years. Before, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. yeah. So yeah the, the, system, the system must be, you know, it's for gore. It's too new. Yeah. Broken. Atlanta, New York. 89 oh. versus 11%. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, don't yeah. I don't think that's incredible. I, I, I think that's like completely fair. Yeah. 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 It probably only it's has only the pick him uh, matches. That's why. The pick him no, seasons. No, only has to have watched two. Oh. Right? Really? No. Yeah. 2021? 20... I think. Oh, okay. It's only the pick him matches. This, this one will be the most one sided because I think New York's going to try and play straight up against Atlanta. At least, like with the Valiant game, like they could play like Gramatra Rush everywhere and it could like throw a curveball and it could be a little weird. But I think I think New York's going to come try and come out and play the same thing as Atlanta. Atlanta's just going to diff. Yeah. What about uh, Mayhem Eternal? Yeah. Mayhem Eternal. Uh, I mean, this shouldn't even be. I mean, I? that should just be a blowout. All right. All right. Should be like a yeah. 99. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. mayhem Vegas. 95% Florida versus 5% yeah. Vegas. Yeah, that never mind. That is the one side. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Coughing baby versus hydrogen bomb. I almost kind of yeah. wish that they would do the channel point system where you get multiples for predicting like bad <laughs> yeah. teams. Because I, I, I would just degenerately like bet the house on just like Vegas and just like, what if guys, 20% or 20 multiples my money. Woo. Yeah. No, that's stupid. Well, um, do you think that if okay, that, that's the question. If you think Vegas played the Florida Mayhem twenty times right now, going into this season, do you think there is a chance that Vegas would win one out no, of those twenty? No, times? I don't. You think don't, Vegas you just don't think there's a world. I think Vegas clears twenty times out of twenty. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> How could they possibly? Like, are you talking about changing up the metas? Like. 20 no, different... I'm just saying, like right now, if they just had to play 20 map, uh, 20 matches back so to you back, think, for whatever you reason. think even like late end of season 2018 dragons? What? Oh wait, I misheard you. I thought you said drag. I, I misheard the teams. I misheard the teams you were talking about. My bad. My bad. I thought yeah, for some reason I thought you were opposing the 2018 dragons versus. No, 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 no. I'm okay. just saying Florida versus Vegas. Do you think Florida would win 20 times in a row against Vegas? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like you don't probably. see a time, you don't see, I don't like see a, pulling out I don't, a sneaky wing. I don't currently see a, a universe. Now the real the fun the more interesting ones, I think we start getting the more interesting territory when it's like, what happens if you run what happens if you were to run like Boston twenty times versus Vegas? <laughs> because I think I think there's like a small chance like where they could just because there's a do they do a little bit of trolling you know yeah, yeah. but like it would be like a night it'd be like a one game versus 19. yeah yeah wow i can't wait to watch boston play some more watch this is gonna, gonna be, be entertaining so regardless got, of where you sit on the fence yes. boston's gonna be great to watch we got some i can't wait yeah, dude. we got some we got some that's great. actually gonna be fun as fuck like not even joking i'm gonna go full bias mode don't care yeah, I'm full Boston. Uh, I do want to mention um, the uh, Eastern region, of course. We didn't talk about this yet, but the four teams that uh, qualified for the Eastern region spring stage knockouts via the open system. Uh, four teams have qualified so far, and two teams can make it out of these groups. So uh, it's not fully complete yet, but 
there are a couple of really respectable teams here. Uh, so the four teams that made it, we've got Rhodes, O2 Blast, Pokerface, and Dreamers. Rhodes consists of, uh, just for the audio listeners, Odium, Master Tank, Aprita, and Pineapple as yeah, a damage duo. Coldest and Kaneki as their support lineup. I mean, that's a terrific lineup. O2 Blast, of course, damage lineup, Probe, Knife, Top Dragon, Tank lineup, Marvel, Attack, and supports Opener and Irony. Again, amazing. Pokerface, Tanks, Muse and Peppy, Damage, Arrow, Finale, and Valentine. And their support lineup, Aiden, Simple, and Aztec. And then Dreamers is the fourth team, who have Dreamer and Lige as their tanks, Easy on Inspector as their damage, and Donghun and Misen as their support. So I have not heard the name Easy Han in years. Easy Han. Wait, wasn't it like literally last year? He was on in last year's team. Years. Years, he says. Years. He says years. Rhodes is fucking. Rhodes has the spirit of Chengdu. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The spirit of Chengdu. The spirit of Chengdu has flown from their corpse into the Rhodes roster. It is. It is entered that that spirit, that vessel, and it is in them. It is in them. They are him. So, I didn't actually think about this when we made the power rankings last year. But a lot of these teams can just fuck up our entire APEC region um, ranking because they'll <laughs> actually be competing and beating some of these teams. Yeah, um, but that shouldn't be held against us because we didn't know the teams. We can't even, yeah, like, no. we can't even quantify that. No, we, we could have done rankings you know, this week instead, but that wouldn't have made sense either. So anyway, I mean, just looking at some of these teams, like they're genuinely good rosters that I could see competing with the likes of, especially Shanghai, <laughs> but also maybe Guangzhou, uh, Seoul Dynasty. Like, I don't feel like any of, like, the APAC Eastern Region Overwatch League teams, except for Hangzhou and Dallas, of course. Like, all of the kind of, like, bottom teams, like, I could... They're very beatable, in my opinion, by these teams. Like, I think they're going to be pretty even matchups. Do you agree? Do you think there's a tier difference? Or do you put a lot of respect on these qualified teams? I think that's kind of always been the case with uh, the APAC region, though. Like, the top teams in Korean contenders, like, look at how many players from O2 Blast, Hello Mystic, Runaway, that have gone through the contender scene up into the Overwatch League. I think most of the teams throughout the years, regardless of um, regardless of how this year's panning out, with actual contender teams playing Overwatch League teams, they could stand up against them. Like they've been they've been scrim contender teams been scrimming the Overwatch League teams for a long time since the APAC and the split between between the regions. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think I think that's what's been happening but behind closed doors uh, that we've just not seen. And now we're seeing it live in, in the public and in the open. So yeah, it, there's, it's very possible that O2 Blast, Pokefay, like any of these teams could take some maps or even matches off of uh, teams in APAC that we deem as weaker. Uh, I, I think the sad reality is that only two teams make it out of the knockout stage from the Eastern region. So realistically, they're not going to like make it over Dallas or Hongzhou. So yeah, they won't definitely. So but like, I wouldn't say definitely, but like they, unfortunately there's not enough spots that make it feel like these, any of these teams will realistically make it unless they're like incredible. And one of those two teams don't perform very well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I I'm going to be honest. I just have something in mind about how I'm fucking fiending for Rhodes in Overwatch League. I'm just fiending for Rhodes to, to get it in. Like, I'm fiending. I feel like you saw this roster and something just clicked in your body. Well, I also, I saw, I saw bits, I saw like a probably half to two thirds of the match, like in between stuff while I was like at the gym, I just put it on and I was like, holy shit, like this is, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> this team is going ape shit, like with how they, they take their fights. So 
I'm excited to see them compete. I hope they make it through. We'll see. There are a lot of names that we know on a lot of these teams. So, yeah, you should select a date for your uh, APEC host stream when they play, and we can see a live. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be a bit uh, for a couple. It's gonna be a bit for several reasons, but it will happen. <laughs> I, not for a bit. The last APEC host stream. It is happening. Confirmed. Here we go. It's happening though. At some point at a later date. All right. So there we go. So uh, with that in mind, just taking a look at three matches going down. None of those teams are competing, by the way. But we've got three matches in the Eastern region on Saturday uh, to kick off their region here. We've got Soul Infernal versus Soul Dynasty. The first Soul rivalry. Yay! Yay! we got Guangzhou Charge taking on the Dallas Fuel and the Shanghai Dragons against the Hangzhou Spark. I honestly feel like you could look at all of these matches as potential, like, go either way. But kicking things off with Soul Infernal versus Soul Dynasty. The first Battle of Soul. Who do we got winning it? Dynasty favored currently, 59% against Infernal's 41%, which I don't really think is the community perception. Costa, do you feel like they're overhyping Dynasty a bit here? Um, personally, yes, but like, we, I genuinely don't know what to expect from this old Dynasty squad. You know, like, obviously, I had them incredibly low, and I'm afraid that the meta's not in their favor of like, they, you know, they, they have Void, who is an off tank player, and then they have double flex support you know, players. So if we do end up in like a Lucio meta or a Winston meta or something like that, it's probably going to be hard for Sol. And I also have like a lot of respect for like M and 3 Zest. And I, I think the Soul Infernal team is going to be solid. So I would, I would go for Soul Infernal just off the bat. But honestly, as I said, I don't know what to expect from both of these teams. I'm going, I, I feel like I, I, like I said, I think we mentioned this. I don't really rate in Dynasty that high um here so personally opening season i think i, Wait, I do think soul sign bells ria i haven't seen that ever they did yeah no did, oh that rumor? happened Wait, hey, i've heard I a rumor seen, but like they, i haven't seen that yeah i haven't seen that posted on twitter or anything unless it got posted in like different channels or like any i of definitely the read it somewhere but i can't say if it was it's not on the Wikipedia. so yeah it's not on the Wikipedia. Yeah, all there. right but it was a rumor. I, what the fuck did I read it? What's on Reddit? Yeah, there was a rumor that like, yeah, Bellas Rhea. I like, I know the rumor, but like, I can't speak to a rumor and just assume Bellas Rhea is going to be playing for this team. Yeah. I think for the time being, myself personally, I would still take uh, Infernal for this first match. I think it's pretty close. I'm taking Infernal myself. I'm I'm putting it. I'm locking it in. Yeah, I'd uh, tend to go with Infernal here. I'll give Mag uh, the sixth chance that he deserves. And uh, I think with the skewed in the back line and their DPS is solid as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it does concern me what we were talking about earlier about Profit coming into the league and be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to do this year. I've got another one in me. And it's just like, is that the whole Profit that we have known for this long? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He can still probably gig a pound, but well, the, the, more trust in I think I think this is the differentiating fa factor that I have is like people are acting like I'm like saying profit is going to be washed and he's going to be bad. It's like that's no. not really what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. profit is going to not be the greatest player in the Overwatch League that he has been in the past, which will be hard because he doesn't have the roster around him to allow that to happen as well. So it's like I just think this whole team, especially in this given meta, if they don't have a main tank player. They might have to play like unconventional and maybe they'll be really good at like desire style that we saw a bits and pieces of or like, you know, this off tank style and they'll lean in and they'll catch soul off guard. I saw infernal off guard. Fuck me. Um, but 
as I said, I have no idea what to expect from either of these teams at this point, but Soul Infernal has a more consistent roster. Like, I feel like we have a better baseline understanding of what this team is going to be able to do. I don't care. I'm going with the dynasty. <laughs> okay. 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 Vibe check. Vibe, Vibe check. check. I got I got way better vibes uh, around the dynasty. And like as much as That's I respect them in three sets. That's just crazy. I just can't predict Mag. I'm sorry. I just can't predict with Mag and uh, and fix that. Like I just I just get bad vibes. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I do. Like I just I feel it, you. Honestly. You asked me to instead predict void and profit. I'm like I'd much rather predict void and profit than anyone on the Soul Inferno. It's fair. just a vibe check. Yeah. No, no, Toby, like, as my coach. I, Toby as my coach. I just feel proud saying that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I will coach. gladly just like. Okay. Put but they don't, have Toby as my coach. they don't have Poco. They don't have Poco as a content yeah, creator. Yeah, so, so have you considered that? Yeah, have you, have you thought about that? that? I can't believe he's going to bridge the, the gap. <laughs> oh, no. Not another Plat Chat member hating the French. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, fuck. You haven't considered that they're bridging the gap between the East and West region. What is Dynasty doing, huh? They only care about Korea, huh? I don't know. <laughs> my, my last, you know, my, my last interaction with Poco wasn't great, so I, I'm, I'm kind of sad. Damn, I'm kind of sad at that. Yeah. Oh shit. Crazy. We're, we're at the playoffs, and you know, we're we're walking back and forth from the desk in the green room, and it's you know, still COVID is relevant. Last year at the playoffs, and so uh, we're yeah, actually playoffs sucked. We're obliged to. <laughs> we're obliged to wear masks, just like as a workplace safety precaution. We have to wear masks. But because we're wearing makeup on the broadcast, we can't wear the like cloth masks and like stuff over your actual mouth. So we had to wear like the plastic visors to not like interfere with the makeup on our face because otherwise it gets smothered everywhere. And so we have these giant like fucking plastic ma masks like in front of us when we go back and forth between between the gate. And I walk past Solano Spitfire like on my way back from the desk to the green room. I walk past Solano Spitfire. They're about to go on stage. And I just walk past Poco and he just goes like, what the fuck are you wearing? And then that's, that's all. That was all. He just like said, "Like, what the fuck are you wearing?" And then that that was the entire interaction. And I just and like, Johnny's been thinking about it every night. Yeah. Since. <laughs> and I'm like, do I have season. to explain to you that I'm wearing a mask because of COVID, but I can't have like a cloth mask, and so I'm wearing this visor <laughs> oh instead? My God. And he just treated me like I was a fucking alien that were wearing this fucking dumb piece Master of shit. Like, ass. Dude. There's so many reasons why I'm wearing this, but I didn't have time to like stop him as he's about to walk out on stage with his team or whatever. And I just, I don't know. That just, I just left me with a sour taste in my mouth because I was like, it's actually very fucking reasonable why I'm wearing this in the first place. And I have all these reasons, but I can't give them to you, Poco. And now you just made me out like I'm some piece of shit for wearing this. I don't know. That upset me. So screw you, Poco, fucking content creator. Anyway, right to charge. Let's do it. Whoa! Whoa. Dallas, ninety percent over going to a charge. That, that's a that's a big percentage. Like I think Dallas is gonna win this match. I think they're gonna play like some Han Bin specialty, like Dallas feel random shit. But like I think Guangzhou is not getting in a good enough rap. And you guys did this in your power rankings as well. We like no, you we guys... we we went back over that. We did. We went over how we where I mean... we felt like charge should have been a bit higher. We did talk about how charge yeah, yeah. was like charge was tough to place. We we went over the charge. It's yeah. hard to place them. Yeah, I, I, it is hard to place them. I think Guangzhou will be pretty mid, like in the middle of the pack in the east, but you, I think you have to assume that Dallas is going to clear at the start. Yeah. So I would go like 3-1 Dallas for this matchup. Yeah, I think 3-1 is probably my fair pick. Um, I'd go 3 I, I think the, I think the split here should be like max 80-20. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I think well, I, I would take value bet on charge though. Yeah, yeah absolute value bet points. option. I feel like I feel I honestly I, I rate charge too. And I've been on the choice of one train since day one. Since day one, I put his reputation yeah. on his name. But charge fans are really annoying. I gotta say that. Just like that's <laughs> my part of my villain arc. Like I really just gotta say though. That well like, you know why they're annoying? Because they got weaponized by BP. BP activated them. He said the fucking phrase and he's like, glory to the Guangzhou Economic Development Zone. And then like all this, it, he weaponized, BP is the cause of it. He weaponized the charge fans. And that one, when BP's randomly decided one year, he was a charge fan. Yeah. Like he just weaponized them all. And then now we have all the fucking charge fans on Twitter being like, it's charge season. Like <laughs> fucking like, it, it's so, it, BP is a fucking Social media terrorist, as far as, far as I'm That's concerned. That's true. I, Honestly, I, I feel like yeah. I would be very, you know, just like fine with just like any other team. Like we put Guangzhou at like, you know, something reasonable, like four, 15, 14, you know, and there the fans maybe go like, well, I think my team should be like 12th, 11th. That's a reasonable jump. You know, you're yeah. a fan of your team. You expect a reasonable jump. You rate your team a little bit higher than everyone else. But the way they always reference the end of last season as they were like the second best team in APAC, just like, look at our record. We won like eight out of nine matches or something. And like, oh, we were the second best team in APAC. Like, no, you straight up aren't the second best team in APAC. So just like, shut up. Like, you're <laughs> an average team. It's like, it, it, I don't know. I hate that argument. It's so I, they were I, good towards the end good. of last year, though. They were they, like, I feel like a lot of people are like just assuming Guangzhou is what it was in the front half. Like, I think they have a lot of experience and they will be good but like there is a cap to this team and it is above uh, sorry it is below the dallas fuel what i expected it is and i'm happy to give charge credit i just i dislike that argument so much that i don't care what it is i just want there to be a new argument like if you are going yeah. to charge I, I, I just don't want to hear that opinion anymore so give us a new opinion beat dallas here and reference that instead then going back like oh the last seven matches of the season last year we were so good like no i I hate that. Anyway, we got Dallas winning this one, I guess. 3 1, 3 2, maybe. Even. Something like that. Yeah. Right. 3 1. Yeah. 3 1. All right. Now, this next match is going to be really, really interesting for uh, several reasons. It's a legendary matchup between uh, the Shanghai Dragons franchise that have historically been so great. And uh, we get to see the Hangzhou Spark uh, roster in action. Um, we also get to see the Shanghai Dragons roster in action with the addition of iris to the oh, line yeah. <laughs> is anyone else getting new york excelsior vibes from this this is oh, worse oh, this is worse they have four oh, flex supports they have gangnam jin historically oh, a flex support now recently main support. they have dm as i guess flex support baby as their player coach flex support and iris flex support and they have flatter as their only tank well, okay. It's fucking ass. No, okay. Let, let, let me, let me, before we just go on the hate train of this, like, obviously, Iris is a great flex support player. He's going to be a great addition for this team. But it, as everyone's saying, it doesn't solve any of the underlying problems that they have that Gangnam Jin is fucking stuck playing main support. Like, realistically, if they had options, they should have just signed a main support and let Gangnam Jin play flex support. It's just like, what are they cooking? How have you, like, why do you have four flex supports on this <laughs> roster? And one well, of them is on main count. support. And one of the, yeah, but then also one of the flex supports is a DPS player. It's <laughs> like, like, you have Gondam Jin and Iris, and one of, the, one of those players does not play. Like, it, 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 it just can't, it can't, you can't do this, man. Like, it's, it just makes me want to. 
that they're gonna do this like it's just silly it's just fucking silly. there it is my mic <laughs> it's just fucking silly man it this roster makes the- me mad it makes me fucking angry why I'm, i actually hate so this roster <laughs> why because cool. why why read why do i why am i angry this we've seen what happens when you have four flex supports on a team and the two of those one of them is playing main support one of them's a coach like it's and one of them's a dps this is a stupid roster this roster is dumb and i hate it i hate this roster i agree <laughs> i i, I genuinely i genuinely agree I, I i think it's dumb and i hate it and you know like at least they signed another player. I was worried they were just going to go with the, that five. Like, honestly, at least they... They're, they're, no, they're... I would have been happier if they didn't sign another no, player no, because... No, 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 wait. You can yes. say this team is not better yes. with Iris on it. It is better with Iris no, on no, it. No, no, He's actually I don't right. Know if, He's actually I don't know right if it is. Because the disappointment of them signing another Flexiboard player <laughs> outweighs, yeah, like, it's like, oh, I'm so delighted. I'm so happy they signed another player. Like, the disappointment of it being a Flexiboard player outweighs all the positive That's feelings fair. also it's yeah. a good player like iris is a legitimately good player and he's on this team like this is painful like this is painful because this team is dysfunctional he's go his flex support partners are diem and his main support is gangnam jin and his tank is fleta like this is just silly this is a silly team they have so many options in korean contenders that it just blows my fucking mind. Like, how is this possible? How does this even fucking happen? Is Opener is available too. Just get a fucking Lucio player. Yeah. A single Lucio player. And then I, have Gangnam Jim and DM <laughs> switch around if they want to switch up and play fucking main and flex support. If the Gangnam Jim's pool, for whatever reason, isn't covered by... Uh, isn't covered, and then they have DM in. I just, I just... This team could genuinely lose to all four teams that just qualified. In the, yeah. the contenders, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, I think this team is worse than at least half of them. Yep, and it, it kind of sucks because I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what Moon is cooking, but he's low key like nuking his go. reputation if this roster like sucks. Uh, because obviously but then, he has he has part in making this roster and making some at least to an extent some of these decisions and bringing players in. And I, I don't know. He's taking what, the what does this mean for Moon's legacy? Here. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> if this roster comes out and pounds, then we're going to look like sorry motherfuckers. Oh, there's no way. And he will there's, be the greatest coach in there's no history. Way. To there's have Fletcher, no the superstar, go from DPS to tank and then DM as a fucking support player with four flex supports. We might be witnessing a new age of Overwatch here. <laughs> But probably not. Let's be real. Literally, a majority, a percentage majority of their team are flex support players. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> what? So yeah, over fifty percent. Over fifty percent of their team is is flex support players. Uh, yeah! <laughs> oh my god! I hate it. I hate it so much. I, why is sixty percent of this team flex support players? It just I, that doesn't make. I'm literally. Everyone has seen like they don't the have fucking, a single tank as well. They have zero percent yeah. of their team oh, is tank players. I just feel like the fucking what the Venom gif that's on Seven TV of fucking him. You know Venom just be like. Ah, you're fucking losing his <laughs> goddamn mind. We're looking at this team. It's so stupid. God, I hate it. I hate it so much. 
So, what do we think about their chances against Hangzhou Spark? I don't want to talk about ah, it. Give me a 3-0. Give me a 3-0. Give me a 3-0. Yeah. Give me a 3-0. Yeah. No, there is that's no insane. That's insane. That's insane. That's actually insane. The fans just lost all credibility. Fans lost all credibility. No, no, maybe, maybe all everyone that predicted that they just they had massive head trauma and just woke up. They were in the hospital for a while. They just woke up. They don't know. They simply don't know. Oh no! If I had channel points, I would bet so many of them on Hangzhou. Like, yeah, I would bet funny. every. I would. I would. I would bet everything on Hangzhou. This would be right a now. once in a lifetime betting opportunity. Yeah. Mortgage the house. Like this is this is the this is the ten percent gamblers who stay for the week three, right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Instead of me. Um. Anyway, hack to spark. No, I don't, I don't give them a map. How they? Uh, true, true. I just, <laughs> I just like. Sorry, force of habit. Just like <laughs> every team can have a map. There's no three O's in the league. Three O's don't exist. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, previewing week one a little bit and some of the matches going down. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Four days of Overwatch League action. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that starts in a couple of days, as said. Um, all right. Um, we got members Q&A to sort of end the, the week here. And uh, then we'll say uh, goodbye for these uh, two hours of podcasting. All right. So I got three questions from the Platchat members. The very angry, the angry Platchat member mob. Um, who hate watch like us? That. Hate watching us. Also, I just want to put. I also want to just uh, before we get to this, just want to. I don't know what your opinion is, but they did release the patch notes for the April twenty fifth patch. It's it's only yeah. life wave changes, but we okay. can talk about yeah. that a little bit. If well, I don't know if you want to cover it now or just wait till next week. Um, I mean, it's available in ranked now. Is so, it you know, on? When we queue up later. We can. Play it for did they did they release like the um patch notes? Patch notes? Oh, they did. Yes, yeah, they did. Uh, why is it so far boxes. to the left? I want... Okay, we can't read it. Yeah, so... Uh, Life Weaver changes. Uh, developer comment. We received feedback that Life Weaver control settings leave much to be desired, especially on controllers. We agree and have updated the default control scheme along with it adding a new hero option for those who prefer the previous layout. Additionally, we added the ability to cancel Petal Platform by pressing the button again. Similar to how Tree of Life already works in order to help simplify the controls and reduce the amount of ability buttons displayed. We hope these changes will make Life Weaver approachable to more players. So, these are the changes that the developers talked about that they, uh, they want to make it easier to to work and so they got a bunch of different control schemes here and then some adjustments to the hero um automatic reload time for the inactive weapon increased from 1.5 to 2.5 seconds healing blossom ammo count increased from 20 to uh from 12 and slow from the healing blossom now steadily applies after one second of max charge being held Thorn volley projectile size reduced from 0.125 to 0.1 spread pattern adjusted which random spread reduced one out of two projectiles per shot now fires closer to the crosshair. The tree of life, health increased, and healing pulse, healing increased. And the parting gift passive has been removed. So, I haven't played a single second of Life Weaver, because I don't play quick play. But, Goss, Costa, have you had your hands on the new hero? You think it's reasonable? Yeah. Yes, but not... I, I, haven't, I haven't played this version of him. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues overall was, like, he just felt incredibly <laughs> clunky to play. Yeah. Like, he, he was... It was just, It felt awful to just, like, move around him. Uh, I've heard that the key binding changes has made him feel a lot better. Uh, but, as I said, I haven't tried it with myself because uh, we haven't got the new patch. I don't think he's going to be meta. He's, like, his numbers are not enough as much as... Like, they buffed him slightly, but not enough that's going to make him viable. Like, his grip is good, and his his pedal is is good, but and the tree is better with the buff. But overall, you'd much rather just play a different character with more utility. Um, or, like, 
more just like neutral value. Like the chances that you're just yeah. not going to get value from your grip for like two minutes is pretty high. Like you can get some really good moments, but like you don't get value out of it. You're just kind of like playing an inferior hero to some other characters. I wonder with that weapon swap thing. So when you click secondary fire now, it's going to automatically swap to the damaging, I believe, the thorns. I wonder how quick that actually is. And I wonder why there is a switch to begin with. Why not just remove the switch and have it like Moira, where you left and right click instead of like you are swapping between the two. I'll have to log in in a second to see if it feels like Moira or it feels like there's going to be a delay because there always is a delay when you fucking change weapon and then fire it instantly. Like it doesn't happen uh, like right on the frame. So let me open it. I don't know, man. It's, it's also pretty interesting because like with the increase weird. to the inactive weapon reload time, it's almost just more efficient to reload your weapon in hand and then swap than it is to try to like to try to like well, hot swap your reloads. Reloads. Well, it auto um, reloads. No, but that's what I'm saying. The auto reload delay, like the in there's an increase to the auto reload. The inactive. It, like oh, really? the inactive weapon, yeah, there, it went from 1.5 to 2.5 seconds for your inactive weapon reload. Because uh, it's a whole actually, second more. Th yeah, there was actually a really like good like uh, setup that you could have done pre-patch where it's like you literally just like spam your reload as soon as you run out, you heal twice, and then you would switch back to your yeah. DPS, there, and then you think, so there was like a constant cycle of doing damage. I think people are doing that. I think they made that change because they're like they wanted to feel like more informed your choices but yeah. in my opinion it just made the hero clunkier and like you're actually better off just like reloading manually now than right, trying right. to do swaps like so and that goes into your moira point right like why not just have it like the the your m1 m2 you know like there's a lot of different like you, facets you are right jack there's about i would say there's probably about a half a second delay before you start yeah. right clicking if you've been throwing a heal that feels fucking weird like, I don't know. It, but remember, it, they also reduce his spread. Like, I think his damage might actually be really good now. So I think they're just stopping that from being, like, too instant because I think it might be too good. But as I said, I, I haven't okay. played around with it. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to Ooh. know more of your thoughts on that concept because as a Wrecking Ball player, I actually kind of like the idea of running out of ammo, going into ball form, roll around for a bit, and do be, like, effective, and then being able to get back and, like, your, your weapons have been reloaded for you. I kind of like that idea... It's almost a bit World of Warcrafty, where you're waiting for something to like an ability to like come off cooldown or something, like in yeah. your rotation. I kind of like that playstyle of like, let me do damage, I do heal twice, and then I go back to doing damage. Do did you like that function of the hero? Are you a yeah. bit disappointed with this? No, I, I, I feel it's good because, as you said, like what it does is, especially with a character who's like he only really has big cooldowns and like a healing, like sometimes you don't want to do healing, so it's about like finding the perfect time to weave in the damage and then like how much you can get rid of your clip and then switch back to the heal. And it felt a little clunky when you had to weapon swap. I don't know what this is going to feel like uh, right now uh, until I really play around with it. But I think it does increase the skill ceiling of the character because it becomes that efficient min-maxing of like, how do I get the most damage out while also keeping everybody alive, right? And as soon as you take reloading out of that animation, it's like, it's one of the, my big big complaints with Kiriko is that you have to reload kunais after healing for a long period of time. Yeah, and especially when you like, it's so easy to accidentally cancel your reload animation with your heals. Like yeah. that's a big problem that I have. And I, I'd actually like to see when Kiriko eventually gets nerfed, please fucking blizzard. Um, something that they give back to her is that quality of life change that if you heal for long enough, you will get your kunais regenerated and just like reduce the number of kunais you have reduce it to like eight to 10 kunais and then allow it to auto regenerate. Uh, if you've done enough healing, like I think that would be a huge quality of life change for her. And I think they've done that with life weaver here. 
That, uh, that has become a patented Plasha take, by the way, when we say uh, nerf Kiriko because the community has started to turn on us. We're like, they're taking the side of the developers. Just like, Kiriko's win rate is really low in rank, guys. Like, you guys are so out of touch. Kiriko isn't overpowered, yeah. guys. And so when you say, please nerf Kiriko, I just see the YouTube comments coming in just like, oh my god, shut up! Like, Kiriko sucks! Uh. They need to change her in a way that she's not good at the top end, but she's better at the lower end. Because like, I understand why she sucks at the lower end. Like, no, I she's think, she, a very I, I think the data said, like, even in Grandmaster, like, Kiriko's win rate is pretty low. Well, yeah, but, like, she can be, like, incredibly oppressive. Like, we played a game yesterday, like, where I had, like, 10k fucking damage on that character. And, like, 13, like, your damage can be absolutely ridiculous. And, like, you just do too much in certain situations. And the Suzu, like, it doesn't even have to change the numbers if you, you don't want to fuck that. Just change Suzu. Suzu is too oppressive of an ability and is too good against certain characters. And good with certain characters. All right. Any additional thoughts on, uh, on Lifeweaver? Or, uh... Do we get into the Q&A? People are going to troll. It's going to be funny. Can't wait to see streamers post that they're getting trolled. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting... There's a lot to be figured out with this character still and like how they fit. So we'll, we'll see yeah. how it plays out. I feel like it could be clunkier in some directions, but it could be hopefully more streamlined in others. It could be so. very OP at the top level. Like super we'll see. OP with the, the platforms and timing and like the grasp and shit like that. I think that's crazy. But in Solo Queue, I still believe that the character's not going to be that good, even at the high end. Great. All right. Moving on to the the the, the patch ad members Q and A. If you become a member, you can also ask these questions uh, before every episode. Taking a look from Mikey PB. Why do all pharmacies smell the same? I've asked. I expect you to have an answer on this. This seems like your uh, expertise. I would imagine. I personally, I don't think all pharmacies do smell the same. It depends. Like, are you? I would have to know their background. Are they like American? Because like we have like the big box chain stores that have pharmacies in them, like CVS and like Walgreens and such, which are technically pharmacies, but they're not really totally pharmacies. So like, I find those can smell different depending on the location. Um, so I haven't found a universal smell for pharmacies myself. So perhaps they have different experiences. Perhaps they're like fucking. Nick Griffin, the crime dog, and they have an insane dog nose, and they can smell everything way more accurately than me. All CVS stores do smell the same. That's not pharmacies, but all CVS stores smell the same. Bro, That's CVS the thing, is right? the worst. You don't think, really think CVS is the worst? Dude, CV, I, I, I don't think I've ever been to a CVS that has had functioning anything. You know, like you try to what develop photos, shit huh? sucks. You try to get anything done, shit sucks. Everything's broken all the time. Wow. What else is, what do you, what, what, I don't understand, what is, what is, bro but also, what, is, what do you mean is, what's broken at CVS other than, all, like, all of the, the services that they provide, obviously, if you just want to go there and buy shit, this, there's probably the stuff that you want, but, like, the services that it's they say store. they provide, that's it, what you do, no, it, it provides services, it's a pharmacy, and also it has, like, a yeah. copy and print center, so, yeah, like, what that, do you mean, like, what, the, what else is broken besides copy and print? print center, that shit sucks, that's all, that's all I'm trying to say, I've never had an issue, but what are you trying to do, trying to get, like, are you trying to get a heart surgery there, I'm doing CVS right now, in the middle of this chat. like, every time I've gone to a CVS for something that's like medically related it's like to pick up a prescription which is fine or it's, like they just draw my right. blood or our something. CVS has like hour breaks in the middle of the day and it, it, it's, <laughs> it's just awful like are, are you going to is this CVS like quantumly entangled to Barcelona Spain like there's a siesta like I don't understand like what do you yeah, mean yeah apparently apparently like they, they I'll CVS specifically you know it just sucks I feel I feel like I know what I'm getting into every time I walk through the CVS doors it's just like yeah. a store yeah where you buy very general bad for you stuff and good for you stuff. 
Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't go to a CVS to do that. I would, if I, the only reason I enter a CVS or a Walgreens is to buy medicine or to pick up a prescription. If I want like a toothbrush, like I feel I need toothbrush and like, all right. I'll yeah, no, but CVS. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the services that they provide. That will they, they claim they provide. Is what is, is you have to give an example. You have to give an example. Like what is something, I needed to get a passport photo, right? I needed to get a passport photo. Okay. And there was a CVS near me and I was like, oh, my partner's like, oh yeah, you know, CVS, they do that kind of stuff. We went there. The first time we went there, they fucked it up and it, it wasn't available to be done. That happened to me. And then the that second time we went, they charged us $90. And we're like, this is not, <laughs> this is not how this is, like how much this is. We bought this like a week ago, uh, like a week ago before it fucked up and it was $20. And they're like, oh no, because of this and this and this. And we're like, but we know it. And they're like, oh, sorry, this is what it is. And we just had to pay 90 fucking dollars for passport photos. And then we've had another time where we like, we literally booked them to do this. Like they had a framing service at one of our CVSs as well, where you can like uh, get some things printed, like this big canvas. and. They just like took the money and then we we called them like multiple times throughout the months. They're like, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's coming, it's yeah, it's coming. And then they just like canceled on us like three months later. It's like, cool, fuck, just say you can't do it. Is this the Stop same CVS store? Is that just a cursed CVS? Yeah, I think it's a cursed CVS, that but that like is why I have a general interest for CVS as well. Also, whole. why would you do the copy print at CVS when you could do it at, like all the copy print stores? Uh, well, we we went to one of the things because I thought CVS was like a, a, a store that did this shit and I thought it would be fine but that's my point cvs fucking sucks and that's that's my tangent okay i so mean we fair can, enough we can move on i feel, I feel like, like you go to the... so many other places before cvs for these matters well yeah but i thought it was like an all-in-one that's why that, that's my point i came to america and i was optimistic photo. that cvs would provide services and it well did. the passport photo I, i've done my passport photo at cvs so like you i can understand the, uh, that at least photo booth thing right like that's why i've, I've never gotten my Possible photo photo booth, what you go, a you go photo, to like the mall, you go, you, you go to the mall and get we to have the photo booth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, dude, you never seen really. I, I, I've never gotten a passport photo in the US or like needed to. I've only gotten them in Korea. What is a photo booth? Isn't that in the mall and you, you know, take it with you know, your teenage friends? Yeah, you know, the fucking, yo, yeah, like the fucking ones at the zoo and they got like the little monkey and you're like that. Yeah, like <laughs> also have the option to do like passport photos most of the time. That's what I, I that is not, I have, I don't think I've ever seen that in the US. I'm gonna really? be honest. But yeah, I also I know, never, I, I haven't explored into it that fuck? much because I got my photo, my photos done at my passport photos done at like. CVS like five years ago, and I haven't had to deal with it since. I I, I so. went to FedEx, and I just uh, FedEx is the I, guy. Uh, I went to FedEx. Yeah, and I, I, was like, I, I go to FedEx these days. Yeah, I am very confident in your ability to like do this service for me, and it was great. They had like a thing they pulled down with like a plain background. They brought out like a specialized fucking camera that looked like some gun. It was massive. It was just like they had zoom <laughs> they and focus. And it, it was massive, and I was like, holy shit, that's a good camera. It's probably worth like thousands. They uploaded the files, printed it out live on the spot. FedEx was great. Great experience with password photos there. And um, yeah, yeah, really good. Really good. Mm. Anyway, going back to the question, why do they smell the same? <laughs> is it just, is there a conglomerate like a provider of, of a smell of like AC smell? Well, it's probably just like the new car smell thing, right? It's like artificial. The new car smell, it's but it's, cleaner, old, yes. it's old CVS smell. But I, I don't think I've ever smelled the same smell at every CVS. Like I, there's like a vague like box store smell, but I don't know if it's the same smell everywhere necessarily. Maybe it's the carpets or I something? Also, I also... When this came, when the image, image came up, because it was so blurry, I couldn't read pharmacies, and I thought they were talking about pharmacy combo. I was like, <laughs> "Jules is like, yeah." Weird, but... What do they smell like? What do they smell it's like, Jules? Of, 
fucking weird. And that's when Connor was like, yeah, they, I don't know, bro. Like, they kind of smell the same. Depends on, I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, you actually, do you know what Fire Mercy duos smell like? Like, the fuck I mean, I probably do, but at the same yeah, time. Yeah, probably, I mean, like, probably. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I just, I don't think that's the experience I've necessarily shared with them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess not. I don't know. I, 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 I've been to a few different ones in Los Angeles. And then when I went to a CVS in Florida and I was like, wow, this is surprisingly just like the same store in like a different state all over the country. So uh, that impressed me. It was the similarities were uh, uncanny. So there you go. Anyway, back to Overwatch questions. Which team do you see placing the furthest from where you rank them in your power rankings? So either a bad team you could see doing really great or a great team that you could see just completely like fucking fall on their face and just be just clowning all season long. So Boston Uprising, I feel like this is a pretty good example, but at the same time, we kind of like rank them middle of the pack with that in mind. So Boston can only drop so much. I feel like the more likely is you take a, uh, like a bad team that will do like yeah. really great. My, I think my two would be Washington and Seoul. I put them both quite low, but I could absolutely see those bo both of those teams having like some pretty, pretty significant upsides and like actually performing well in the season. I'd say Vancouver Titans maybe uh, punching above their weight a little bit. They could move up the rankings. They could uh, maybe bridge the tier, the tier gap, even or the tier break or whatever. Did you mean Dynasty, Gusta? Yeah, I meant Dynasty. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I could, I, I kind of could see Washington, but I feel if you're just talking like straight up upset potential, I I feel like Dynasty probably is the p best pick. Because I, I, I think it's warranted to not respect their roster too much. But if in like four or five months, we were just like, oh, Lil P and Big P are just like dominating. Void is playing like he, he's always been for the last couple of years on Shanghai. And the, the back line is like at, at least like good. Then you got a scary team on your hands. So Dynasty could be the team then, I think. Avas, quick input. Probably Houston, just because I feel like they're a little low. And like realistically, they could just live up to expectations and be like a top, you know, two B team really easily. Yeah. Which is like not a huge amount in terms of pure numbers for where we had them, but in terms of like the the amount of like, I don't know, the impact of each of those levels they go up within that ranking they're at because they're already pretty high. Like that's a pretty huge gap. Sure, you're saying like undisputed top two, top three kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a level of respect there that they've, they've garnered because right now the tier is open. But if in three, four months we look at that, a top nine and like a couple teams have established themselves differentiated from the pack that's a different level of respect um we got one more question this one's a bit tricky i don't have any answers on the spot and i don't expect you guys to do either but uh shanks is asking what are your favorite players of all time that were franchise players uh played on one one team most or all of their career because now there's no one left from season one still on their first team so carpe for example would be you know an option because he spent most of his time on uh, philadelphia fusion um and uh, honestly i'm relying on chat here i need chat to step up to the plate and just like rattle off some names that stuck to their one team uh for most of the character profit i guess yeah profit probably uh profit is actually the one who's still on the original team no i'd probably say lip from uh shanghai dragons on like his era on shanghai dragons was fucking awesome to watch i find it interesting though because if you just remove season one and had the rest of the seasons gushway is a franchise player yeah. Gushway is literally a franchise player for the Spark. He just didn't play season one because they, they did not they weren't in the league. Uh, you know, he like, still qualifies though. He yeah, qualifies. he qualifies. Like yeah. Gu like Gush like but the thing is like that's what I'm saying, is like 
but they said because now there's no one left from season one but i think they just forgot that like you know if you're on a team for four years after that you're still a franchise player for a team even if you've been on a team for four years after that yeah so uh but gushu would not be my favorite uh i don't know it'd probably be like i think like i mean an obvious like bias answer would be like super potentially for shock but um do I have like a more like do I have one that's like more esoteric or like more Let's ask like, how many seasons you need. I think three years. If you spend three years in the league on the same team, you qualify as like a franchise player. Because you've been part of like a chapter in that franchise's book, you know? Alright, I, I actually have one that like I'm hundred percent certain on it and uh this might be cheating because this is also predating out, but it's going to be Jay Hong for Lunatic High going into Seoul Dynasty. Like, I think he was my favorite player. He sort of stayed on the same team throughout his entirety of career, and he was their franchise player. And, like, he was just the goat of his time. I really That's like Hoxol. Hoxol uh, for Titans? Yeah. Yeah, a runaway into Titans, yeah. Obviously, he didn't have the biggest stint in the Overwatch League, but he was one of my favorite players of all time. I think someone that's coming up there, if they last through this year and like maybe they make it, I think Decay on whatever team pre builds uh, will be a franchise <laughs> Wait, player. Franchise to. <laughs> I, think, I think whatever team pre builds next, if it has pre on it, if it has Decay on it, it'll be, Decay will be a franchise player for any team pre makes. Yeah. I guess, I guess you could also say Hawk. Hawk yeah. for Atlanta Rain, they stay with that team for. The longest time the whole now. Inception, yeah, well, Hawk's been there the whole time. Yeah. Like Thanks. when I think of Atlanta, I always think of Hawk because, like, yeah, just... I mean, ever since they brought up Atlanta Academy, right? Um, so yeah. Hawk's a good, a good shout for sure. I, I would say it probably would be Super though, still because I think he defined like how Shock as a franchise like literally occurred. Like, there that team is so different without him, like immensely a different without him. So it probably would be Super. I think Hawk's a good shout though. Yeah, I mean, reputationally. Even in the inaugural season, Shock were considered like big spenders and they invested in, you know, Sinatra super early and were like, this is the future of our franchise. And, you know, they went out of the way to get pretty decently popular players, I'd say, even in season one to like build a reputation. But the Shock brand in like season two and onwards is like what made their legacy, like what made their, you know, how we perceive that brand. And Super was instrumental in that. So, you know, he was instrumental. Um, you know, such a big impact on that team and how we view the show from now. So, when did um Kevster join Gladiators? Actually, so twenty 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 portrait. So yeah, we're on three years uh, for Kevster now for Glads. Close. Yeah, I think I mean Kevster has to be in the, start entering that conversation for like Glads franchise player because like a huge portion of their success has been built off, built off Kevster's joining. You know, um, and Kevster was kind of like. I remember 2020 was like crazy. Like everyone's like, whoa, fucking Kevster's finally there because he was just like a ranked, he was like a demon, just an absolute demon in EU uh, play. So not a ranked demon, but like, you know, he was just an overall demon. So like, I think that was like a big get for Glads overall to secure him. And they've kept him this whole time as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake, Houston Outlaws is another, you know, face of the franchise. Didn't play for a different I, team. I, I think Jake... Was is a good franchise player argument, but I, I I did not enjoy all my times with Jake as the franchise player. As you said, Oz, considering that there was the Jake Mercy, there was the uh, <laughs> you know there was there was a lot of moments where I think the Jake franchise player arc did not go well, and I think Jake himself would potentially argue the same for that. He does qualify. He qualifies for the exercise. He does qualify. He does qualify. Yeah. Uh, 
Toby for Seoul. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna, yeah. if Rijo Hong qualifies because of his romantic high days, then Toby, Toby play, did play for Philly Fusion though. That one season, people forget about one that. Season, yeah. I I just forgot about it. But yeah, Toby's Toby actually Toby's a great shout. Toby's actually a really, coaching really good shout. Yeah, I think Toby's actually because also he had the legacy pre that with um you know with uh, yeah like you said pre pre Overwatch League like Toby I think is a is a very interesting like he's shaped Dynasty so much like legitimately has shaped Dynasty so much as a player and then now as a coach. So I, I do think Toby's a great a big pick because also I I would be Toby simp so I would love to have to get Toby shout out. Yeah, yeah, Toby's a legend. Big Toby Sums here. All right, that does it for the Plat Chat members Q and A. Thank you to all the members supporting the channel. We got a few in chat right now. Little Wolf Adrian, UI. I, I I just took a shot at that pronunciation. Anyway, thank you so much. You guys support the podcast and uh, help us keep the show running, keep the lights on. So thank you to all the members who appreciate you. Uh, and I'll be posting a new post on the YouTube channel next week and you can ask your own questions um, if you're uh, intrigued. But that does it for the podcast. We only have one topic remaining. As always, it's Brent's player of the week. Where are we going? Hmm. I do not have a candidate this week. Oh, I have a candidate. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. My so boys ZP and Hex returning to the mic <laughs> after a long yo, period of time. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to pull up. A... I'll, 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 I'll forward it. I'll, I'll agree with it. Forward it. <laughs> I'll forward it. <laughs> I'll share this with all my Facebook friends. I was asleep, but apparently they tried to cast and CP's mic wasn't working. Classic. It was classic CP. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. ZP and Hex, the reunited, uh, the re, re they reunited. Yep, yeah, that's you say that they reunited. Hog. <laughs> yeah. Back. Um. Yeah, I mean that goes back to what 2015 goes to Gamers Cups, and they're they're back. Yeah, yeah they've been they around for, for a long time. It might be the longest running caster duo in the entire league. Just like they haven't yeah. done it the entire way because, of course, you know there were some hiccups in between, but. You know, Uber used to cast with Jason Kaplan back in the day before yeah. Matt got involved. Yeah, but technically, so. like Uber, uh, Uber X started what? Like they started pre Overwatch League, right? They started. No, I think they started. Or was it started? Only came together. Twenty eight. Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, that's pre that's pre Overwatch League then. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. so like it would be ZP Hex and then them. Yeah. In terms of like longest standing, like continuing to work in Overwatch type of thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, longest standing if you're talking about continually. But uh, yeah. I, I was merely pointing out that CP and Hex, they are uh, the, the, the quote-unquote, the OGs. I mean, ZP <laughs> literally was... I mean, ZP was literally the guy that essentially, like... You know, like, when you think about OGs, like, ZP and Hex were the two that literally did, like, the first tournaments in North America. Yeah, yeah. They did the yeah. literal first tournament. ZP was observing the game in his fucking mom's basement, like, doing this shit. Like, it was... So th this is super OG. So I, I'll, I'll agree with it. Yeah. It's also fun to see Hex get off the, you know, he was a producer for Desk, right? And now he's back on the mic, which is yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, welcome back, CP and Hex. Glad to see you back. Um, big dub. Big dub for the talent team going into this year. So, there we go. Brands Pair of the Week. CP and Hex. They're back. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. All right. Um, I don't want to make any promises, but I'll try to figure out a better way to do uh, predictions for next week's episode. But that makes it for this week. Next week, we're going to recap. We're going to preview, and we also have a bit of a ranked discussion for Jaws.
got some good Overwatch gameplay so I guess topics. Me, I want for. people's input. Too. No, I like this. You know, I, I you know, I've, I've been trying to just. I, I feel like I'm tr trying to keep an old car running with this podcast. And so Jaws comes in. It's just like, yo, I got some ways to refurbish the car. We'll get rid of that old car smell. Like, I got some ideas. I got some improvements to be made. And I just appreciate it. I appreciate you, Jaws. That's all I'm trying I to say. I can take out. I can bring comic uh, the topic every week if you want. I will be more, you know, a little fucking complaining, a little bit of a molding here and there. Like Jack says he'll change problem. the topic each week as he just has a fucking mercy hit take every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be stopped. Top five mercy <laughs> things I'd like to see adjusted next week on Bad Chat. It's going to be a good one. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Signing off. Bye.